This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It's Wednesday, June 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Effective immediately, Pennsylvania restaurants and bars are no longer allowed to sell cocktails to go or offer outdoor seating. That was the green light during the pandemic. But at this point, enforcement remains a question mark. That update came Tuesday afternoon from the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board after a bill that would have extended both options for businesses was derailed in the Senate Law and Justice Committee. Is it completely dead or there's still an so, option, here's right? here's the deal. An amendment added in committee to the bill that would have allowed grocery stores, beer distributors, convenience stores and bars to sell pre-canned cocktails is being blamed for derailing it. So had it stayed with just the restaurants... Um, Governor Wolf said he would have signed it. Can you still buy illegal narcotics on the street? <laughs> Stop it. The Dep- Not <laughs> legally, oh. but yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. The Department of State. Curbside service? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Of course. The Department of State certified the Pennsylvania primary result, which means Governor Tom Wolf's emergency declaration is expired. Governor Wolf said that with the addition of the amendment, he would veto the bill. Cocktails to go were a lifeline to bars and restaurants during the pandemic, he said in a statement before the amendment was added. Pennsylvanians have embraced this service as an amenity in our commonwealth and i'm supporting uh, i'm so i support making it permanent he said restaurants spent anywhere from fifteen hundred dollars to seventy five thousand to create the outdoor seating setups and hoped that they would be able to remain even as restrictions are lifted you mentioned enforcement kathy and i remember before the pandemic years ago there were these end arounds that restaurants would do from time to time where uh drinks were free you just had to make a donation to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. oh you, or you join, like, a, you join, join a club, a club join membership the club. for yeah. the evening. And so what types of end-arounds are going to happen because this cat is clearly out of the bag. People liked it, so they're going to be, there's a market for it. Uh, so, you know, what? in what way, in which way is capitalism going to make this work? Also, well, in, they, in, the, in the natural thing of, uh, so a restaurant makes, they make the money on the booze, do they not? Usually, yeah. yeah they mark it up the, so much. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Uh, so the PLCB is not an enforcement arm of the state. Pennsylvania State Police have not addressed yet if they will be enforcing the new action. So we'll see what happens with this. After a long battle, the Delaware County Council is now attempting to take a 213-acre crown jewel property in the heart of Delaware County by eminent domain. Councilwoman Elaine Schaefer has been leading the effort to convince council members to take a bold step to take the old growth forest site along Sprawl Road in Broomall and save it from commercial developers. The site, which would become the largest Park in Delaware County sparked a contentious battle since the Archdiocese of Philadelphia decided to close the school that was on the property in 2013 and put the land up for sale. Several commercial developers proposed ideas for the massive site, but they were all rejected by Marple Township commissioners because of opposition from residents and environmentalists. Yeah, this is um, happy and exciting news for, you know, I think a lot of Delaware Countyans, especially myself, because it's right down the street from where I live. So you're going to have a, a, a park area. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, this is an enormous area that they had, you know, there were a lot of dif- different proposals that I wasn't necessarily down with. And and so this one is is great. You know, like if they can, you know, develop it into like a better, like, <clears throat> outdoor walking like park or area, a living, a living dinosaur park would be great. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. So, what were the other proposals that you didn't? It care was developers. For? It was the developers. Okay. So they they were talking about putting um like a a combination of uh, retail and residential right. stuff back there, and you know what like 
and that's right next to a shopping center, in between another shopping center, right. down the street from another shopping center. It wasn't. It's it, we don't need another shopping center in that area, and that area tends to at certain times get congested, and it would just you know. Uh, they're they're crazy. Uh, we were yeah. talking about this and all over the place and probably everywhere, President Harleysville or where, wherever. There seems to be some. I mean, before the pandemic hit, there was just an, a really aggressive development. Yeah, yeah plan going on. Yeah, they've they've started to to build yeah. in those areas around me. They they started buying right. up the land and getting ready for it. Now they're starting to build on it. But you're right, there was a big yeah. grab. So I'm I, I'm just uh, unsure of how Delaware County acquired the property. Did they? They, buy they don't it? have it yet. Okay. Uh, County Council expects to purchase the massive site from the Archdiocese at fair market value. The first reading of the move to take the land will be Wednesday at 6 p.m. during the County Council meeting at the Delaware County Courthouse. Do you know how they plan on getting the money, Kathy? They're going to sell cocktails curbside. So a friend of mine is, um, she owns, I don't know if she owns or I forget how it, it's all so confusing, but a historical yeah. site in Plymouth Meeting. It's right off of Chemical Road. You would never know that it's there it's like hidden behind trees and it's a pain like it's as far as like upkeep and then and now she's so they like at one point it was gifted to plymouth township and uh pendot wanted to make it part of the turnpike that was all turned down so they gave it back to her so now it's back in her hands and she's like i just want like (laughs) what am i gonna do with this like they don't have the money to you know restore what's on there and and do some like big beautiful thing with it so she wants somebody to come in and do something with it it's a historical site developers can't come on there yeah um so she's just you know like she desperately wants somebody to come and do something cool with it. Yeah. yeah. My friend bought a house. It was that's the it's the home that they live in and they wanted to do renovations and it was like a, a historical home. So they had to jump through all these hoops sure. just to be able to do Stuff to their own home oh, that they that they own. Case, it's crazy, yeah. like, and so she has to have some plumbing done on the property, and it's like the, what it's they crazy. have to go through to do anything on these historical sites. And there's stuff inside of the home too that is so old. And she's like, I want somebody. Like she's called museums to say, do you right. want this? Who can do this? Yeah, or, or do you want the the stuff that's here? She's like, I'm not throwing it out. Right. It's, you know, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's interesting, but it I have seems a whale's like... tooth poop knife right here. Revolutionary War. You know where it is? So okay, if you were coming past the Metroplex, right? Yep. And you were heading towards the Turnpike onto Chemical Road. So Got Metroplex it. would be on your left-hand side. Yep. You know that, that you get to um, Germantown Pike and there's a uh, gas station on the right-hand side? Yes. Correct. Yeah. So it's just before the gas station on the right-hand side. All I've you never see noticed anything that there. You, you wouldn't. All okay. you see is trees. So if you were to go on the other side, there's a barn, there's a house, there's like huh. what used to be a maid's house. Is there even a like a driveway to, or a road so to get back to go, in there? Because I don't know that. You've got to go around and like go through the neighborhood and then there's a driveway okay. in the neighborhood. Well, I just is... learned that there's a farm on the yes. other side of the... <laughs> yes! The Plymouth right? Meeting Mall. Plymouth Meeting Mall, Preston. Did you know that? <laughs> Heard tell of it, but I've never verified it. All right. Southwest Airlines said it was working Tuesday to restore normal operations after a technology-related issue interfered with flights for the second straight day. By mid-afternoon, the nation's fourth-largest airline canceled about 500 flights and delayed nearly 1,300 others, according to tracking service Flightware. I had a friend going from Nashville to Denver, and she got stuck in it. She was flying Southwest. It took her 13 or 14 hours to get home. It was Jesus. Yeah, and she by midnight last night, she was still not home. I, a friend of mine on social media, their whole their trip was canceled. Oh they were supposed God. to be going to somewhere in the Caribbean and they just 
canceled their flight. So now they, they can't go. Uh, the combination of cancellations and delays affected about half of Southwest planned flights for the day. The Federal uh, Aviation Administration uh, held up all Southwest departures for about 45 minutes while the company worked to fix a computer issue, an agency spokeswoman said. Uh, a spokesman for Dallas-based Southwest said a problem with connectivity of the airline's technology system started around midday Tuesday. He said crews were working to limit flight disruptions and urge customers to check their flight status on Southwest web Website or seek help from the airline's airport agent. On Monday night, problems with a third-party weather data provider caused Southwest to delay about 1,500 flights. Delta Airlines and Alaska Airlines reported separ- separate technical issues that affected customers trying to book flights. Some Delta customers complained on Twitter that the only uh, seats that were available were first-class seats to purchase on the airline's website. Airline technology systems are v- vulnerable to glitches and outages that sometimes snarl thousands of flights. In the last few years, a router failure crippled Southwest for days and Delta employees at one airport dragged out an old dot matrix printer to make boarding passes. Airlines use huge complicated IT systems that do everything from help operate flights to running mobile apps and they're often overlaid with new programs. In sports this morning... Betts hit a go-ahead home run in the seventh inning to lead the Dodgers to a 5-3 win over the Phillies in front of a sellout crowd of over 52,000 at Dodger Stadium. It was the largest attendance for a professional sports league game in the United States since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. The series will wrap up tonight with two of the best pitchers in the league getting the start. Zach Wheeler will pitch for the Phillies. Clayton Kershaw goes for the Dodgers. Game time is at 10-10. The Sixers and the Hawks return to action tonight for game five in their second round series, which is tied at two games apiece. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. And last night's only NBA playoff game, Kevin Durant had 49 points and 17 rebounds and 10 assists, sending the Brooklyn Nets back into the lead in the Eastern Conference semifinals with a 114-108 win over the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 5. Game 6 will be tomorrow night in Milwaukee. And in the NHL semifinals, Nikita Kucherov had three more assists to help the Tampa Bay Lightning even their series with a 4-2 win over the New York Islanders in Game 2. Game 3 is tomorrow night on Long Island. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. A Wednesday morning. Wednesdays mean a couple of things. Uh, we go on Fox Good Day, so we will do that later on this morning. Uh, we also have a secret text word. I love this. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Mm. So real simple. Uh, you can uh, text the word secret to 39333, and we will send a word back to you. And we'll ask you to call them later, and we'll also have a secret text where you should try their newest shrimp rangoon salmon featuring wood-grilled salmon with a creamy shrimp rangoon topped with seasonal Key West tuna and pineapple-glazed shrimp paired with a refreshing watermelon martini. Wow. Okay. Sounds damn good. Yeah, about what, that? what is a rangoon? I, I always got crab rangoon at this uh, Chinese food place, that, uh, and I didn't know what rangoon was. I just knew that I liked it. Uh, that's a good question. I, I always assumed it was the, well, it's wrapped in a wonton, so uh, maybe it's just what you okay. call... The mixture of that, which I think has like uh, like a cream cheese type thing. For a risk, go to my desk. I have the big book of Rangoon. Oh, big you do. Book yeah. of Rangoon. Uh, so it's it's in a. It might be the whole package. It's in a wonton. Okay. And ah. it's, uh, usually uh, crab Rangoon is yeah. usually what I get. Here you go. We found it. <laughs> Nick found the information. Sometimes called crab puffs. 
Uh, they are cheese wa- or cheese wontons. They're filled with crisp dumpling appetizers served primarily in American Chinese restaurants. Mm. Filling is made with a combination of cream cheese, crab meat, uh, uh, scallions, onion, garlic, and other flavorings. Yeah, I'm a Rangoon fan, guys. I love them. I, I, they were go-to hangover food for me and my friends <laughs> back in the day. All right, well, uh, we also have a few guests who are going to be joining us. Our buddy Jim Jackson is going to be getting in touch with us. He has the Jim Jackson Broadcast Coaching Camps. That's right. Which is a great idea. If you've been interested in play-by-play, color commentary, so forth, in sports, broadcasting. Learning from the best. Hook yeah. up with Jim, man. He's one of the best, absolutely. And... Comedian Mitch Fatel is going to stop by this morning. Mitch is going to be at Helium uh, tonight. It's a one show only? Yeah, buddy. Okay. We Mitch. haven't seen Mitch in a long time. It's been years. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have uh, Mitch stop by. He's been a regular here on the show and uh, yet another in-studio guest. So, nice. So uh, we will uh, we'll get to him around 9 o'clock this morning. Let's take a break, come back in a second, and rattle off that celebrity news to you as well as a super question with some giveaways. Stay with us. Beautiful morning. Going to have a good time. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the uh, stupid question this morning and the prize uh, we have to give away is a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. Question I have for you is how many bones are there in the human foot? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. How many bones are there in the human foot? Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling the birthdays, I'll mention these. It's Wednesday, June 16th. Uh, boxer Roberto Bur- uh, Duran is uh, celebrating his 70th birthday. One of the greats. Yeah, I remember reading something not that long about, ago about how dominating he was. He, right. I mean, like, there, there's... There are arguments that he is one of the greatest of all time, actually. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and I was not aware of that. No. Um, and I've forgotten the reasonings behind that, but apparently he was um, the real deal. Um, so he celebrates his uh, 70th birthday today. Uh, actress Lori Metcalf, remember from uh, Roseanne. Oh. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. She was great well. in uh, Lady Bird. I finally watched that movie. With yeah, her. she's the mom. Yeah, she's the mom, and it's mm-hmm. a sort of a tragic character, but I'd never seen that until recently, and she's fantastic in it. So uh, she's on the Connors now. She also plays the mom, was playing uh, Sheldon's mom on, uh, oh, okay. on The Big Bang Theory. Her daughter plays the mother on Young Sheldon. Really? Yes. That's kind of nice. actually really cool. Yeah. I remember when the show came on, I said, damn, they got an actress who really looks like Lori Metcalf. <laughs> she is 66 today. Then you have uh, Joan Van Ark. Dallas. Not Landing. Those, those evening soap operas. Yeah. She dominated that stuff, and she has effed up her face. Oh, no, really? yeah. Big she's time. done bleaching, and I don't know what the hell she's done, but it's a mess. I agree. Hey, uh, I mean, I not there with all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect, you, you are effed up. 78. Uh, so, was Emma Sams in Knott's Landing? Uh, Emma Sams was in, uh, I thought Emma Sams was Dynasty. Okay. I... How does she look these days? Um, she looks pretty good from what I understand. Okay. Unless she's dead, then probably not so good. Oh, man, yep. yeah, probably not. All right. 
right. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Oh, I wanted to bring up this actor. You may not know his name. Bill Cobbs. Uh, but in that thing you do, he plays the jazz musician, uh, ah, Del Paxton. He's great. And he's been in tons of stuff. Yeah. He was in Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, what else has he been in? Just loads of things throughout the years. A guy like that who works as a character actor will mm-hmm. always find jobs. Yep. He celebrates his uh, 87th birthday today. Wow. Uh, Phil Mickelson, golfer. Now, you said that he is a douchebag. Kind of a douchebag. Well, oh, that's really? the word. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the word. I wonder is... if he's reformed. Uh, if he's gotten better with age. I, I'm talking to a couple of pros who know some people who have encountered him on several occasions. Phil is great, and Phil is well aware that he is great. Mm. And he likes to share the fact that he is great, <laughs> from what I've understood. He has rheumatoid arthritis, right? Uh, no, he has... Who's uh, the one with the arthritis? Psor- he has psoriatic arthritis. Psoriatic arthritis, all right. Uh, so, uh, and he takes this um, drug. He does uh, infomercials for it. Uh, but yeah, he's. But you cannot deny the guy is incredible at his age, fifty-one years old, to win the U.S. Open. Yeah, and to still be in the tops and when the majors come around, and all, he's just an incredible golfer. And he's he's a lefty. And what, the amazing thing about him is he gets out of trouble. If he hits a bad shot and he's got a bad lie or really horrible condition, he gets out of it. He's just amazing at playing golf. But, yeah. He's a um, douche. I've, to- I've been told his nickname is Fig Jam. Fig Jam for what? Uh, F I'm good, just ask me. <laughs> uh, wow, okay. So, Fig yeah. Jam Phil. Uh, he's 51. <laughs> the old saying is, you know, well, that's enough about me. What do you think about me? Exactly. Uh, you also have actor John Cho. Mm. Uh, Star Trek, Harold and Kumar, uh, Go to White Castle, the American Pie movies. He's great. And he was great, Sulu. Perfect. Uh, in Star Trek. I, I'm, I'm, the word is they're doing another Star Trek movie in the J.J. Abrams camp, and I hope that happens because I really enjoyed all of them. Yeah, he's 49 today. Uh, Eddie Cibrian. Oh, the uh, legendary Eddie Cibrian, Preston. CSI Miami, Third Watch, husband of Leanne Rimes. Right. He's uh, the one who took that picture. We were talking about that picture where he was showing, she was showing she had... Uh, uh, psoriasis, psoriasis was it? Yeah, yeah, all over her back and stuff. Like a, a pretty significant case of it. Yeah, uh, she, he is forty eight today. Uh, actor Daniel Bruhl, who's great, yeah. love him uh, in Civil War and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, excellent, uh, which is great. They brought him back around. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that yeah. was going to happen. Sorry, spoiler alert, but he pops up <clears throat> in that uh, in that series. Did you see the? Uh, did you make it to the club scene where he's dancing in, in uh, some place and and. Uh, Marvel released an hour-long loop video just of no, him dancing. It's, I didn't it's, see that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> well great. done. I love it's, that. It's officially sanctioned by Marvel. Uh, he's, I, he's great in the movie Rush yeah. about the uh, uh, the uh, race car drivers. He's the perfect though. Like in the in the Marvel universe, yes, he has done evil things, but you again, they gave him a bit of a reason. You know, w- yeah. w- witnessing his family die. You right. know. Uh, so he turns 43 today, and I saved the best birthday for last. Steve, it's Gino Vanelli's birthday. Gino Vanelli! Stop and tell you what I feel about you, baby. I just want to stop. The best story associated with that, though? Yeah. Casey, I witnessed you one morning with uh, Jackie Bam Bam standing next to you. 
He would not leave you alone. <laughs> And he kept sort of humming and singing the Gino Vanelli song. Because it, it was it, his was it his birthday? Dude, it might have been like I think it was. three or four years ago today that this happened. <laughs> yeah. and, and even though you'd reprimanded him a few times, Jackie was standing there going, mm, I asked, <laughs> reprimanded is, I mean, I asked him nicely. Too. Yeah. I'm like, listen, man, I'm trying to work. Trying to get work done before trying the show. And, and Jackie was, in, in case he just needed him to, to you know, let, let me work. I've got, yeah, yeah. We, have, we have stuff to do. Right. And listen. In Jagger's defense and any overnighter's defense, they've been here all night long with no one to talk to. Right. And when there's a human being around, you want to spend a little bit of time with them. But we're trying to get work done. And... Jackie couldn't help but sing that song over and over, and it was driving Casey crazy. I mean, is that what so he yelled crazy. at him? I think at this point, uh, I, I actually, because I didn't want to yell at him anymore, I, I just... Yanked my laptop off of the charger, and I stormed out. I kicked the door open, and I yelled at the top of my lungs, F, you know? Wow. My great uh, Gino Vanelli moment. Gino Vanelli is uh, 69. And couldn't you just <laughs> you just tell him to stop, you know? Stop! I gotta get my work done right now. I want you to stop! All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, and I'm going to preface this by saying, give or take two bones, how many bones are there in the human foot? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Melissa K. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Melissa, what's the answer? How many bones in the foot? 26. Or 28. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does it matter? Like every answer was 26. So the source I got this from was BuzzFeed. It said 28, but 26 is good enough for me since everybody had that answer. Melissa, we are going to give you a $150 FOGO to show gift card, and you can try the new bone-in ribeye premium cut included as part of FOGO's full uh, Churrasco service. And you can welcome to what's next at FOGO to show. Make reservations for FOGO in Center City and King of Prussia at FOGO.com. Oh, show. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll start with a little bit about Chrissy Teigen. She's apologized for her toxic tweets targeting Courtney Stodden, Lindsay Lohan, and others, but several celebrities simply aren't having it. Teen mom alum, Farrah Abraham, said that Teigen targeted her, too, and compared her behavior to a Mean Girls spinoff, saying that she never received a personal apology, despite Teigen claiming that she'd reached out personally to the folks that she had offended. She had written... Uh, as you're asking yourself, did Chrissy ever apologize to Farah? Uh, hypocritically, as such, at this time, no, she has not. As a reminder, Chrissy ended her lighthearted post so similarly as her past remarks with taking care of her family and herself, so I understand the time it will take uh, to really be beyond her past behavior. Project Runway designer Michael Costello said that he is still traumatized, depressed, and has thoughts of suicide after interactions with Tegan in 2014. He said, so many nights I stayed awake, wanted to kill myself. This is a lengthy Instagram post, which uh, had a screenshot of their interactions. He said, I didn't see the point of living. There was no way I could ever escape from being the target of powerful elites in Hollywood who actually do have powers close to doors, uh, to close doors with a single text. So the background was he had been... Somebody had photoshopped something together that made him look uh, like Race, he was... Like, like he made a racist comment, which blatant, he had not made. Yeah, yeah, and he hadn't, and she jumped on top of it, and they had a back and forth, uh, in, and she was not Having budging yeah. at all. Uh, so he was. he's saying that... Um, uh, he said, I'm not out for revenge. I only wish to speak my truth because I've been silenced for so long. He said, I'm still waiting for Chrissy Teigen and anyone who bullied me to reach out to me. 
uh, if they truly acknowledge that their actions are wrong. I welcome them with open arms to have a real conversation. But, 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 Leona Lewis turned the tables on him. Oh. On Tuesday, the Bleeding Love singer uh, <clears throat> claimed that... Uh, Claim. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, claimed to to ref- that he refused to dress her for a charity fashion show because of her size. On Instagram <laughs> stories, she wrote, "When I got to my fitting, I was made to feel very awkward and uncomfortable as the dress was a sample size, and he and his team clearly did not want to alter it to fit me. They came as it came as a total surprise because weeks prior, I was told that they would make the dress work for me. That son of a bitch! At the next fitting, the night before the show, with no explanation at all, Michael refused to turn up. He no longer wanted to dress me, and he abandoned his commitments to me and the show, which made me well aware that I wasn't the body type required." Dear Nick. God Almighty. I know. Kill him. Kill him! So, so anyway. Kill him all! That continues. Keep in mind, folks, just a, uh, just a reminder. <laughs> when you when you post things, it's it's a paper trail. Yes, it's it that, sure is. Stuff is written there. Yes. So just keep that in mind as you're... It as lives you're, on forever. As your fingers are dancing across the keypad today. No one's ever going to read this. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. when they do a forensic background check. Yeah. Uh, current and former BBC executives have been under fire from pol- politicians in the UK after an inquiry denounced the deceitful way that journalist Martin Bashir obtained an interview with the late Princess Diana in 1995. We all know this story by now, right? Bashir! Uh, the interview dubbed one of the biggest crimes in the history of broadcasting by Lord Brit has been uh, blamed on the divorce, uh, her divorce from Prince Lord. Charles. It's <laughs> an absolute travesty. Yes, Lord Britt says so. Lord Britt's scum and smegma. What? <laughs> smegma? Uh, absolutely. powerful individual. What? The crime he has levied against humanity makes him worse than Hitler and Mussolini. Wow. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord Britt. He is worse than, worse than the bubonic plague. He's a cancer! BBC Director General Tim Davey and two of his predecessors, Tony Hall. Where's my hot pocket? And John Britt. (laughs) He gets a little cantankerous. (laughs) He hasn't had his morning hot pocket. Uh, Is it Brit or Bert? Because it's written two different ways. His name is Bert! Oh, I'm sorry, these are two different people. Is it? One is Bert and one is Ernie. Lord. No, Lord Bert and Lord Ernie. It's Ert and Bernie. <laughs> Ert and Bernie. Yeah. Bernie and Ernie. Uh, he believes that his rubber ducky is the one uh, it's who a- makes bath time so much fun. <laughs> 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 it's Lord Brit and John Bert. I oh. said. I Lord Brit and Bert. Yeah, that's right. I'm Brit. I'm Bert. <laughs> okay. Hey Bert, did you take a shower? Why Brit is one missing? Waka waka waka. <laughs> Oh, Casey, then it says Lord Burt right here. Come on! It's... Okay. Son of a bitch. Your prep service gave you the wrong answer for the trivia question. Yeah, they're on fire at Pulse Entertainment, aren't they? Uh-huh. Uh, Lord Burt called the episode an absolute horror story. It's a horror story. And it should never have happened. All three a travesty and abomination. All three admitted uh, Bashir. Worse than World War II. Should not have been rehired. So, wow. Okay. Maybe the guy's name is Burt Britt. Uh, that'd be That'd nice. be so cool. Burt Britt. <laughs> Burt Britt, um, please admit. 
All right. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda has apologized for the casting of In the Heights. Critics have noted that only light-skinned actors were cast as the stars, while dark-skinned actors made up the back-up parts. One black character, Benny, is played by a non-Latinx actor, Corey Hawkins. Uh, Miranda said, I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the world feels extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. And trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. I think, listen, um, I get where everyone's coming from, but I think this, like, the the intention here was... Oh, yeah. You're you're, you're highlighting a a culture and a people and trying to do it in a really nice way, and you can't get everything right all the time. Every time. And that's the point that a lot of people were commenting on. They were saying that, look, you you had done a lot... Come on. ...of representation with Hamilton alone. Hey, I watch Roots. There were not enough Swedes. And so you don't have to... Every single time, it depends yeah. on the story you're telling, you know. So, exactly. so anyhow, he's he's apologized. I don't think anybody's really wigging out about it or anything. No like one that, should wig out. No wigging, please. <laughs> uh, I bring this up for you, Steve. Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, she's doing her best <laughs> to keep things civil with her estranged husband, Jay Cutler. Except he's trying to take her business, he, and he does not deserve it, Kathy. I know you agree with me. Jeez. Why? Why not? He just he he was not a, an active participant in the creation right. of uncommon. She would like bring things right. to him, and he at least on the show he they, would bring things. She would bring things to him, and he'd be like, "Uh huh." Okay, yeah. so oh, so suppose she didn't have anything, and she wasn't Kristen Cavallari of of this fame, and they got a divorce. And then she got what, half. What of, would normally happen? He, she would get half of his assets, even though she never threw one touchdown pass. They both came into they both came into the relationship with a lot of money. But why is it okay mm. the other way around? It, it, we, see, right, we see it's this. A, happen. I get it. You want you you want violence against Kristen Cavallari? I get it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just simply saying. It's like what's a, fair is fair. No, absolutely. She should, she should have half of what he has, and he should have half of what she has. Like they, they had had agreements. Apparently, there there was a uh, at the beginning. I think I don't even know if they had a prenup. I thought they did uh, about about splitting of assets, but I don't know. I you just know. seen this happen time and time again, where somebody who did not throw one three pointer in through the hoopy or didn't throw one touchdown pass or hit one home run, gets half of whatever, uh, you know? It's so stupid, though. They both have money, like, just Crazy part money. ways. You Crazy keep your football money, money your and own. she'll keep her jewelry money. Yeah, but he, what if she has more? Well, she, listen, he, through his endorsements and stuff and, yeah. and through all his, his NFL career, he's, he's be fine. set many times over. She's set many times over. Well, she says she's doing her best. She said, I only have uh, my kids half of the time right now. Uh, and she said, I have them every other week. The Uncommon James founder and former NFL player share her sons Camden, Jackson, and Sailor. You know, I kind of, but I kind of like um, Jay Cutler. I mean, on the show, I, I thought he, he seemed like a, a nice guy. It just seemed to me, if you watch the show, that they had like, Literally, like hardly anything in common. He's, I, he's the ultimate stay-at-home play with the goats, and she's going out, you know, to all yeah. these things. Not that he was. I don't know. I, I you watched more than I did. From what I watched, I, watched I thought second. he was like kind of he was kind of dickish. I don't really care for the guy, to tell you the truth. So it's <laughs> you mean you can't <laughs> Uh, so apparently they signed a prenup, Steve, it says here. There you go. Uh, in this, uh, so I, I thought this would be a little blurb. I didn't know we were going to bring into a full <laughs> well, I mean, You know who on. looks, by the way, have you seen Brittany's, uh, Brittany Taylor? So she works very, very closely with Kristen Cavallari Still, in, this, right. in this growing business. She's doing, I guess, I think she's doing modeling again. I mean, she, I don't know. She, yeah, the world's she... on fire for her. It's, it, uh, we're, it's, it's so awesome what she's been able to achieve. Hey, yes, Steve, I real do quick. follow her. Yeah. When it comes to, uh, reality TV, uh, 
I know you watch with a skeptical eye. Completely. So, so how much of it do you think was, because uh, I never watched the show at all, so how much of, for, with, with Jay, did they kind of need like a villain or whatever and painted um, him in a certain so way? So they didn't, they weren't, they weren't forcing it, they weren't as ham-handed as, uh, uh, as other shows were. There were clearly things that were done completely for, hey, today Jay's going to hang the Christmas decoration. <laughs> okay. Wang, wham. You put that wreath over there. Uh, but for the most part, I think the dynamic was, yeah, he, it wasn't it seemed feasible. Nick, it wasn't like they made him a villain or anything like that. He okay. just was like, even in like the on on screen, he was just a little bit like a dick in in what he would say. And what like, I thought was she wh- would bring him stuff like you know to to you know can you help? Can you d- give me your opinion? And he'd be like, mm, no. Yeah, he he <laughs> just seemed, seemed disassociated. But the most damning thing they did show on the show were his nightly conversations with Martin Bashir. Oh, so, oh. yeah. You guys should start a podcast about this. <laughs> Steve Absolutely, and I have one. you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's called the Uncommon Gals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Uh, Lauren Burnham Landyke and Ari Landyke are Jr. are sharing their first images of their newborn twins. On Tuesday, the former bachelor shared a shot of mother and twins in bed. Did they? Did they? Yeah. Come so, from the show? Yeah. So here's the one. Babies. Here's, here's what happened. Is I think this is the one. If I'm if I'm correct, Preston. Uh, where we talked about the segment on the show where he changed his mind and was right. following the one bachelorette around the house. I think so. Uh, he wrote, never been prouder of my wife than in this moment. She is the strongest woman I know, and I'm lucky to be on this incredible journey with her. It's a journey. Uh, we are proud mm-hmm. parents of a healthy boy and girl. So Babies. They had twins. Look at how made up she is for the picture with the, so we're looking yeah, at yeah, the yeah. picture of the fresh. She yeah. looks yeah, like she God. just came from a photo shoot. So yeah, and sure. this is her fresh in the bed with the, with the. Uh, she's got the hair net on. I mean, like she just gave birth. Her face is like a L'Oreal ad. I yeah. mean, completely Look done. This Are... looks exactly like my wife after <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Oh, my God. You're so right, Steve. Oh, my God. That's, that's ridiculous. Funny. However, I will say sometimes when women have a C-section, if it's scheduled and quick, like, they can. Okay, they, they look had a twins. Maybe it was than... a C-section. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't see that Still. here, Kathy. So you're right. It's and a like to- hours of pushing, of working. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Did they give an epidural and Botox at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you know that a lot of dentists oh, do great. Botox? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were discussing that this past weekend. Apparently, dentists like well. We'll yeah. do Botox treatments so now. We like, thought maybe, yeah. maybe that's how you could get no, it done. Kathy. You love the dentist office, too. You, you love the so dentist. Kathy. I do. Safe I'm there. not getting Botox We actually there. had a discussion about that this weekend, about you going, to the, going to the dentist and getting your Botox done. My dentist has never said anything to me about Botox. So my dentist, uh, Dr. Kristen, shout out, she, her, like, pain-free. Like, you wouldn't even know. You could have so much Botox in your face, you'd look like the Michelin Man. If I ever get Botox, will you guys all do it with me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it with you. Um, Not in your eyes, though, Preston. Okay, you said that. I'll do it on my my penis. (laughs) So, I... And, sorry, this is just a side topic, because it's not really... uh, uh, Hollywood celebrity stuff, but Kathy, apparently Dennis... I like a celebrity on oh, it, right? You are, no, 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 yes. Regionally famous. I'm joking. Local it was a celebrity. Joke. The, um, the, the dentists apparently are, like, better at the Botox because they have a better understanding of the of all the muscles and stuff in, I, in the know, face. You know what? Everybody has... The, it's so funny because this whole, like, Botox chat, you know, people will send me messages right. and stuff. Everyone has their own theory. So that's, that is one I'm hearing case the, the dentist, well, you just telling me, but yes. also some people say, don't go 
go to like the RNs or the nurses who are doing it uh, because they're going to make you look plastic. Go to a plastic surgeon who, you know, they're a doctor. They've studied this. And then like then the nurses have said to me, well, no, because they're the ones they're just going to totally do you up and make you look like you're perfect and you have no flaws and you don't want to look like I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm out. Well, go ahead, Nick. Nick. Uh, Side topic to the side topic. Yeah. my son just watched you in the Mighty Max this weekend, so you are regionally famous. Yes, right, you, right, you have right. an acting oh. credit to yes. your career, several okay. acting credits. You play a hooker, right? No, no, the flight attendant <laughs> on that one. I tried out for the hooker part. <laughs> I got the flight attendant. Okay, and then also apparently, Steve, if you have like a really gummy smile, yeah, they can fix that with Botox. Really? Yeah, yes. we heard that too. What do they lower your lips? <laughs> no, they just <laughs> stick that. Uh, I, they can I, fix I think maybe. Anything. I think maybe your your lip doesn't come up as much. Huh. So, yeah. yeah so, if you know somebody with a really gummy smile, you can maybe just drop a couple of hints to them about yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, we have a way to eliminate that hideous condition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still want to do the vag steaming. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I do. I, She's no, been, I want to watch So, it. <laughs> maybe next week, I, I will gladly sit over a heated thing uh, and let it uh, yeah. you know, wrinkle my balls. Do they, they do it in uh, Bella Plaza, too, <laughs> know, right, right down the street. Here. So, yeah, so we next week. Here. If, can we do that in the? Would you do that in the studio? I don't know. I, so we have I, to ask Rodney first. All right, okay. if we're going to have I'll any studio guests. I'll reach out to the place. And well, you know, I'll, I'll just put it together. I'm sure I'll get no, it right. I don't want to do your vegetables. <laughs> like <laughs> Preston, it's 500 degrees. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about, though? Like, how did we get Jada here? Jada Pinkett Smith. Vaginal steaming. No, no, no. I meant like oh. this stuff. <laughs> Christy Cavallari wants half of Jay Cutler's stuff, but was not willing to give up half of her stuff. No. Oh. No, the, we The moved one on that had the twins. To another oh, story. Twins, yeah, yeah, that was uh, the Lion Gino Vanelli's birthday. The Thank you, Gino Vanelli. I do have one more thing, oh. and then we got to wrap it up. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is getting the prequel series treatment at oh. Disney+. Plus. Oh. And it was just a puppy? Uh, the eight-episode limited series will star Luke Evans, Josh Gad, and Brianna Middleton. Uh, so this is the live action. You know, remember they did that with uh, Emma. I loved it, Watson. I lo- I am such a sucker for that movie. I think they did a great job. Uh, um, did you guys like it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was yeah. well done. Uh, Gary Marsh, uh, President and uh, Chief Creative Officer for Disney branded television, said, uh, "For anyone who's ever wondered." How a brute like Gaston and a goof like LeFou could have ever become friends and partners, or how a mystical enchantress came to cast the fateful spell on the prince-turned-beast. This series will finally provide those answers and provoke a whole new set of questions. That could be a cool trend for some of these classic Disney movies to do something like that. What Um, do you think is the most uh, obvious prequel territory for a Disney movie currently. Oh, man. I haven't given it much thought. I mean, well, Aladdin, the genie, has, you know... A whole other history, right? Thousands of years of history. Right. I'm not really sure. I'll think on that one, Steve. Uh, We got to get to the clips, yeah. So, the new series, Physical, stars Rose Byrne as a quietly tortured San Diego housewife who finds a unique path through aerobics. Uh, here, Byrne talks about the correlation between her character and the time frame of the series. Here we go. She discovers aerobics and kind of finds a way out of her situation. And it's at a, right at that turning point of the 80s where it's still kind of the 70s. And then, like, the world of, like, home video is coming up and the mall and, like, Ronald Reagan's just been elected president. So it sort of straddles two worlds, very much like Sheila, like, in her head and then how she appears. Uh, physical will release on Apple TV this Friday, by the way. Uh, Here's the next one. In the new series, Sex Life, a suburban wife mother takes a trip down memory lane that sets her present on a collision course with her wild past. 
Here's star Sarah Sahai. Sahai? I'm not sure if that's how you say her last name. Uh, talks about why she was so passionate about playing this character. Here we go. I'm a mother myself of three awesome kids, but motherhood is a thing that's complex and it's messy. And I was in a very long-term marriage myself. And, you know, that wasn't something that panned out the way I initially thought. And you can be those things, but then sort of still wonder about the choices that you made. Velociraptor. I think it's Shahai is how you say her right. last name. I'm not sure. The uh, eight-episode series will release on Netflix June 25th. Bye. Huh. All right. There you go. You want to give a shot at uh, at her birth name, Preston? Oh, my God. Uh, a who? <laughs> a where? Yeah. And a when? So's Shahi. Uh, she's from Texas, born to an Iranian father and Spanish-Iranian mother. So that's a very unique name. Cool. Wow. Yeah, her, her first name is A-A-H-O-O. Wow. Ahoo. I love that name. Ahoo. All right, uh, let's see here. We have a chance for you to win it right now. Blu-ray combo pack of all four Indiana Jones movies. Oh. If you are caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And, uh, of course, they're from legendary filmmaker Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. They've been virtually remastered for optimum picture and sound quality. Just in time to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. You can own it now. 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray from Paramount Pictures. Rated PG and PG-13. So nice. Or 12. Set you up with that. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Jim Jackson on the show this morning. Going live on Fox. Good day. Uh, our friend Mitch Fatel is stopping by as well because he'll be at the Helium Comedy Club tonight. We will be right back. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is this Friday. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, juice provided by Everfresh Juice, and the pride of knowing you've made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get addiction help at recoverycentersofamerica.com. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Gather around the radio, folks. Nick McElwain is going to regale you with a wonderful story (laughs) of what he saw last night while out to dinner. It is a wonderful story, Preston. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to dinner with my girlfriend. We sat story outside. Story of love. Story of love, yeah. Well, here's how, uh, irony, Kathy, because, we, so we get to this restaurant last night and uh, we're sitting outside and we saw uh, two people walking in arm in arm. Uh, this gentleman had his... Um, Goddaughter. Uh, he had his arms uh, draped around a woman. They were walking with... He had his arm around her shoulder and holding her very tight. Okay. And so my girlfriend remarks to me, oh, look at that. Isn't that sweet? They're in love. And, um, and they end up sitting next to us and uh, this woman uh, sitting with this gentleman is much younger than the gentleman. And uh, listen, you see that fairly yes, frequently. It, it's common. You, you don't uh, bat an eye too much at it anymore. Um, but they sat right next to us uh, at this restaurant. And the longer we sat there, the more we started eavesdropping on the conversation. And the more it became apparent that she, in fact, was an escort that he had paid for. And uh, the, the course of the conversation that had happened was... She was referring to some things like clientele. He was joking with her about it, and it just became plain as day. And so when I texted my girlfriend, even though we're sitting across the table from each other, uh, as as we're sitting at uh, at dinner, and I wrote something to the effect of, uh, I mean this with all due love and respect, but do you think 
she's being paid to go out to dinner with him right now. And mm-hmm. she, she replied and she said, I hadn't even thought about it, but we looked and we watched and we watched and it became evident that, yes, in fact, she was an escort. You said she was gorgeous. She was drop-dead gorgeous. He wasn't bad-looking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, probably late 40s, early 50s, um, but it became clear also through the course of the conversation that this was the first time they'd spent any time together. He was mm-hmm. telling oh, her... Oh, so it was the first meeting, you would say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and then... He got up at one point to go to the bathroom. You know, they like I said, they came in uh, arm in arm. He, he was all over. He went up uh, to go to the bathroom, and my girlfriend said to me, uh, do you think I should say something to her? And and what she wanted to say was to this young woman, are you okay? Because we, you never know. Yeah. And I said, probably not. I, you know, let them be, you know, mind, mind our own business or whatever. And so the gentleman goes to the bathroom, comes back from the bathroom, and instead of sitting across from the table from her, from the young woman, he sat right next to her and and had his paws all over her. And it was it became kind of gross at one point. Was there, sure. You said there might even have been uh, digital stuff there going was, on. He had his hand. I, I watched his hand. Yeah. On she was wearing a very short skirt, and um, he his hand was moving up her legs. Oh yeah. Rather wow. aggressively, and then sort of inside of her thighs, and I was just like, "What yeah. the hell is going on?" Well, it was there? okay. All right, so so it was. I mean, it was. They were right next to you, right? They were right next to us. Right, so table, it, table it wasn't like you were us. getting up on the table with binoculars. No, yeah. no. And I and I watched her a couple times. She did not have a phone, which I found to be interesting. Right. Uh, when wow. he got up to go to the bathroom, uh, she she was very focused on her straw and her drink. Oh my god! Yeah. And what's uh, this for? Well, <laughs> that's kind of scary. It, uh, there were elements of it, Kathy, that were scary. And then, and well, then, that's why you had that. I assume Nick, the the initial that's why your 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 girlfriend was like because you hear stories about yeah. trafficking or things like this nature, but you you guys were confident or. Pretty much so that this was not the case. This was an escort. We think that she was there on her own volition. All right. Uh, what was interesting is Nick told us this story off air beforehand, and Casey was more interested in what you had as entrees for I dinner. Had so. Great sushi, Aussie on main case. It's delicious. Yeah. We sat outside, and uh, it's the kind of sushi you can eat with your finger. Yeah, <laughs> finger food. Edam- uh, he well, never. He had to explain to her what edamame was. Did she have an accent? Is she, was she American? I, I believe so, Casey. And I was listening for that because she kind of right. looked Eastern European, and, and uh-huh. you hear stories of about right. you know young women coming over from Eastern Europe, Russia, that kind of a thing. So it was just. The longer we sat there, the more evident that this was an arrangement that was being paid for. And listen, it, it leads to a conversation about sex workers. And if she's there because she wants to be there to get paid, more power to her. If there's some level of trafficking involved, it becomes a bigger issue. So that's that's where we struggled a little well, bit there, with whether or not to say anything. There's right. a multitude of things. There, there are. So you said it seemed like they, they they met for the first time. We also know the concept of the um, of of sort of the the what do you call it now the. Uh, Working your way through college and getting a sugar, uh, sugar daddy. daddy. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's a common. That's a pretty common. Yeah, maybe thing. maybe that was an early meeting for potential sugar yeah. daddy setup. I, I you know I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. No. Yep. Yeah, so I was recently with a couple who it's a similar situation. I mean, she is clearly in it for the money and what he can offer her. She was much younger than he was. He had a lot of money, uh, and. I don't know how the agreement works, you know, I because I, I guess you don't really have conversations with it. But a friend of mine. So what's who, the deal here? <laughs> well, so a friend of mine who um, knows a little bit more about it just because she runs in that money circle. Right. Um, not that she she does this type of stuff, but she sees it all the time. Yes. And she said it, it's basically these young girls who have no uh, they don't care one bit what the guy looks like or as long as he's got the money. The job. And, and he's got. But it's so. Uh, yeah, I guess you would see it as a job, but but they become like 
long-term, they, they have long-term relationships, if you want well, to call it. Right. And it's because they get, um, so this girl was getting flown wherever she wanted to go. Literally, she would wake up in the morning and go, I think I want to go to the Bahamas. Okay, let's go. And and he would take her there. So it was mm-hmm. like, it's sort of, that's the agreement. She gets to do whatever she wants. And then she was there for a few weeks and she goes, okay, I'm done. I want to go home. And she gets on a plane and she goes home. Hmm. All right. Is there sex involved? I, there has to be, yes, because but you hands, haven't been confirmed it, but there's no, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, listen, I think I'm 99.9 percent sure that there's sex involved because he's not flying her around the country. Well, for, this mm-hmm. this is an agreement. It's an arrangement. It's something that they're, they're they're clearly doing. Now we so, talked. To, we had Candace Bushnell in in on in the studio on Monday, and she talked about the the opposite thing, where where now she, they're finding that 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 um, you know older women are, are being approached a lot. By younger men. By younger men, that this thing is is increased exponentially, and I know that it it must go the other way as well. We think that the classic thing is the old you know businessman who's you know wealthy who sure oh yeah I bet yeah. you it does more than we think. So I I was friends with someone who uh, would be an escort from time to time, and she was married, and he was aware the husband was mm. aware, and she swore up and down she didn't have sex with these like super rich older guy. And Kathy, the Bahamas, that whole type of thing, or South Africa, or wherever it may be, mm-hmm. they would fly off huh. and she'd stay for a week. And her job was to be by this guy's side and to um, a companion to make him look good, make him look good, like arm arm decoration, arm candy. All right, yeah. It was so kind of, that's what she said. I think she's at least giving a little hobby nobby <laughs> thingy going something. on. Something. A little whammy, Jamie. Something. A little snooker. <laughs> <laughs> Are you giving her a little? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't push it uh, to find well, out more did. about that. Um, listen, I and I know why you 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 don't want to. It's their business, but mm-hmm. it is interesting. Uh, I wonder for all of the assertions that sex isn't involved, how often that is not accurate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but to some people, is it that important? I mean, you know, my mind always goes to one of the classic. Matches, which would be Anna Nicole Smith, uh, when she yeah. uh, was Hunt. What was the guy's name? Was, God, he was oh, like he yeah. was, he was yeah. a gelatinous mass in a wheelchair. I was at a, I was at a club one night and I saw a guy. My my aunt. It was, it was long story short. My my aunt was a great singer and her band was playing and we went to go see them and and they were playing you know, like big band stuff and there was a, a guy who had to have been Steve had to have been close to mid eighties and he had this gal who was probably twenty seven and. Man, was he having a great time? They were dancing, and I'm like, "This ain't her granddad." No, is, and she was she was decked out. It was quite obvious she was an right escort. putting on a show. And I didn't know if she was going to have to seal the deal later on or what. But when, when these two left the restaurant last night, they left arm in arm again. And he, when he'd been sitting next to her on the table, if he had been d- doing finger stuff, he had also been like running his hands through her hairs and what her through her hair. I hope and it was then, the other hand. Uh, yeah. It was. <laughs> Yes. He well, was I think about her as dipping sauce. <laughs> no, no, he, was, he didn't what, double what dip. What did you say? See, he wasn't using her as dipping sauce. Yeah. Wasn't he? Not that I could tell. Hey, it looks like you have product in your hair. But but when they left the table and walked out of the restaurant to the car, I was I was really curious as to whether or not something was going to go on in the car. Because right, what kind of car? I mean, was it? Take, take a guess. Well, no, I mean, I'm going to guess a Prius. A BMW. Yeah. 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 I, when you originally told the story, I thought that there's a scene from uh, the movie Big Daddy where they're in the restaurant together and there's a really 
huge fat guy sitting with a slender, attractive girl, yeah. and she's holding a sausage up on a fork, and he's <laughs> eating it. Yeah. That's no, this, this guy was not that big fat guy. He wasn't, you know. The, right, I know yeah. that. But but they were being uh, real handsy and real open about it. Yes. And, and maybe that's the type of guy who likes to see, who likes other people to <laughs> see him. Uh, with, with you know... I think you're 100% right. He wanted to be seen with his hands all over this yeah. young, attractive well, woman. Well, this is also... So this is right out of Pretty Woman, then, too. So the guy, like a like a, a rich... Yes. A, a guy who simply needs an, an accoutrement, so that's, to speak. You're right. And, 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 right. Yeah. And that's what it's... That was the setup in yeah. that movie. All right, let me... I, I got some calls. I'm going to go to Frank here. Hey, Frank, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Gadzooks. dude, what's up? So... Me and my buddies were walking around Atlantic City. It's late at night, and a prostitute, a lady of the night, comes up to us. She looks like Latoya Jackson. It literally might have been Latoya Jackson. <laughs> it could have been. At this point, it there could have been Latoya. When Latoya was, yeah, having so, some money issues. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll just call her Latoya for the rest of the okay. story. So Latoya, <laughs> if we want, you know, if we want to have some fun, and we're like, no, no. We're actually, we've been drinking. We're just going to go play Catan. And she's like, oh, I love Catan. Oh, my God. So we kind of jokingly go, do you want to come play with us? And she goes, if you pay. And we go, this is too funny not to do. So that's what we did. So you hired a prostitute to come play Catan with you. And then we talked about later. We're like, could we have gotten arrested for that? We're like, no, it's Catan. Hey, Frank, let me, for those who may not know Catan, Catan is not some Atlantic City casino board, you know, uh, a table game. It's a board game. It's it's yeah, no. literally a board game. We, it's something we do a lot is we play Catan and we I were do too. see anyway, and we were like, "Hey, let's just bring the game after we're done gambling." Oh we'll my play god, around so the Catan. Oh my so god, that's what we did. Oh, let me ask you, Frank did you did you get a chance just to to chat with her? Was she candid about the lifestyle yeah, at all? She was talking and like she needed. If you've ever played Catan, she needed wood, and nobody <laughs> would trade her wood, so she's like. I'll do things to you. We're like, no. We're, wait, okay. wait, wait. She was going to offer up a handy for some wood in Catan? But then she played the Monopoly card and took it all anyway. So we were like, ah. That's not in the rules. That's oh hilarious. That's so all right, Frank, how much did it cost you to pay a hooker to play Catan uh, with you? 80 bucks. 80, 80 bucks? Listen, it's listen. For the story, for the story alone, yeah. that's well worth it. It's worth it. it. And I mean, hey, she didn't have to um, get to do that. And she dude, have you have you have opened up a whole new avenue, Preston. Yes. What if that becomes the chic thing to do? In like Atlantic get City? a hooker to come back to your house <laughs> play and play games. hungry hippos. That's funny. Uh-huh. And Frank, she knew the rules. She had played before. Yeah, we didn't have to explain anything. Oh my god! How she long her way around the board? How long did she yeah. stay? Yeah. How long did she stay, Frank? Huh? How long did she stay? The game takes two hours uh, to play. By the way. Yeah, she probably stayed like two hours. Okay. Like, a full game. We also gave her liquor, but like we threw that glass out. We we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, so I still That's have a couple great. questions. A, a, who won the game? Um, my one friend Nick. He always wins. Okay, all right. Yeah. all right. And then B, did did she have any security with her or anything along those lines? No, but she was texting a lot, and she was like, "Sorry, it's my daddy." And then like we were like, "Oh, why is this is a grown woman? Why is her father?" Yeah, oh my it's God. Not a daddy. Yeah. Like, oh, right. It's a- right. <laughs> the other guy. The pimp. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, 
that's that's a hilarious story. Frank, I mean, that's and, awesome. And you know what? In a, in a bizarre way, that that could have Preston. That could have been a sequence in, in Pretty Woman. Yeah, and it basically it's, it's was. Right. Awesome yeah, if you think about it, like it could be a Disney movie. It could you know? be. There's ah, no, there was ah, no ah. sex involved. Oh my god! You played a board excellent. game. I thought because on our on our uh, call screener here it says ordered an escort to play board games with in Atlantic City, and I thought. They meant table games, like yeah, you yeah. just sit there at the casino and play games. No, That's great. you go back and play Catan. <laughs> I love it, Frank. Thanks for the call, man. Bye. Yeah. Oh, Who brings a great story? To... Those guys. Yeah, those yeah. guys. That's what he said. We figured it'd be and they funny. Got the best story you could ever get. Uh, all right, let me go to Mary. Uh, hi, Mary. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Wonderful, Mary. What's up? Well, my story isn't quite as entertaining as the last guy, yeah. but <laughs> it's kind of hard to beat. Um, so about 20, 25 years ago, I um, had a, a part-time job at a very well-known car dealership in the area, and um, I worked there on Saturdays, and every Saturday, this really attractive woman pulled up in a brand-new vehicle, and out she comes. She's greeted by... You know, just some other person taken upstairs because the owner of this dealership was upstairs in this really swanky apartment that he had set up, um, married man, children, and she would come and visit him. He kept her in brand new cars, uh, clothes, paid for everything. She was very attractive. He is not. Um, so same thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it was every single Saturday. So, Mary, the, 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 he had he had specifically built this apartment for yeah. his love nest, and yeah, uh, so, not necessarily for her, right? But for whoever. Let me ask you. So, how do you does that in your mind? Is that okay? This is a business relationship, or how, how do you, how do you assess that? What was your takeaway? No, nobody talked about it. It's like we knew she was going to show up. Yeah. She showed up. She sexually walked up those steps. Every guy in the dealership was like, oh, my God, knowing. And then two to three hours later, down she came, got her brand new car, and took off. Wow. Well, there you go. No. Yeah, yeah. There I, you go. I, I needed some money. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Mary. I guess you do that what you do. Yeah, right, you so, do. Yeah. Hey, I, I have a question because, um, uh, you know, I've, I've gone to Atlantic City a few times, spent some time in the casinos, and usually when I'm there, it's to just gamble, you know, and so my, my mind is focused on that. Right, and I don't really right. let my, my eyes wander and take a look around because I'm busy looking at the cards or dice or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, there's, there's prostitutes around there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but my question is, what about the non-Atlantic city casinos? What about the ones around here? Yeah. Do, do they, and I, I'm guessing maybe not because there aren't usually hotels associated in Atlantic city. You got a hotel, you got rooms, people are going right there. Really? Yeah. So the, the one in Bucks County, well, I guess we don't want to name it. We don't want to name it, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Along that. That road, I mean, part of that road is is known for that. So um, it, it's a little further. Okay. It's a little further down. It's a little further away, but but you can absolutely see them. So huh. uh, and there are there are hotels not associated with the different casinos, but they are right there. Okay. So listen, I, listen, I don't know, but m- my guess is it happens. I think it's a safe bet. I also know that you know you would imagine the casinos would actively look to keep that from happening because that. That could affect their sure. their 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 sure. uh, licenses and, and various things. So, but but still, 
if you are in that line of work, that would be one of the places you would go when you know that people would be yeah, walking out with money. You're right. I guess if they there's right. you know you get a big winner and he's feeling pretty happy, maybe right? Splurge bachelor parties and things like that where they're mm-hmm. going and looking for something like that. Um, yeah, I, I it's funny though. I, I associate that more with. A firmly entrenched city, you know, casino cities, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I, as I would those places, right? You know? Right. In other words, do do hookers routinely hang outside places that sell lottery tickets? Right. Yeah. On the off chance <laughs> that you get a big winner, like is there or a, a are, are there hookers outside shows right now? Yeah. If, yeah. Even just where they're just selling the scratchers, you know, because <laughs> you might get lucky. You might get, you might get a hundred bucks. Well, there's a text that came in that said, "If there are casinos." There are hookers. Yeah, okay. And I think I that that's thinking. probably accurate. Okay. Interesting. So, yes. Preston, you, you pointed out something, too, that pre- that Nick didn't even think about. In that dynamic, was there someone sitting alone? Uh, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd this, ask this Nick if, if, if he looked around a bit to see if there was a, a guy by himself, maybe a bigger guy, uh, you know, at the bar or wherever it may be, because... Uh, sometimes they have a security that's uh, yeah. got to be nearby. I did not. I'm also really curious. <laughs> I've never considered getting an escort. Right. But but how do you go about doing that? Like, uh, you know, wh- I don't know. And and this well, is did a- they shut that down on Craigslist? Didn't they have like yes. the- okay? The, the, there were, well, there was a crackdown. But there, once there's a crackdown, there's always ways for that to resurface. You know, and and. Uh, I've heard that OnlyFans is a way to advertise that type of business. Oh. On the OnlyFans uh, on system? O- yeah, and, and you can use it as a way to um, advertise sex work. And and listen, sex work is work. Um, it's just an interesting line of work, and I think that's why we end up talking about I it. I wonder how much of the industry or how much of this, though, is literally someone who just wants a companion, a very attractive partner to go have dinner with them. Yeah. Or, or to engage in conversation. Right. Or, Anything of that nature, but they do want someone right. who is attractive. By wow. this guy's body language last night, he was not just looking for conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking for sushi. <laughs> while it seems yeah, un- while it seems unlikely, I'm sure there are yeah. people that really? just want... Yeah, I know. I, but, I mean, it's probably percentage-wise a lot yeah. lower than the yeah. other. Uh, but I'm sure that there are some. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting that, that you saw that, Nick, uh, unfolding right before you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it really does spark. It, it made for a great conversation at dinner last night. We had a lot to talk about and uh, a lot to listen to. And um, How close were you guys to their table? Um, as close as I am to Steve. You know, That's four, five, close. four or five feet away. So, um, what, what were the topics of conversation? I assume it was like Tiger King and well, stuff they, like that. No, no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, he defined uh, edamame to her okay. and let her know what that was. They talked about travel. She talked about some of the places that she'd been with other clientele. All right. And, and it was really open. I mean, they were honest with each other. And, and right. she said she was saying that she'd been to the Bahamas and to Mexico with, with other clients. And uh, he she said, yes. to the President Steve show. Huge fan of the show. She was wearing a uh, Gadzook's panties. <laughs> uh, uh, I bet you we have escort listeners. I guarantee you. Well, there's a uh, a couple of texts coming in from different numbers uh, that say there's a website called skipthegames.com. All right. Skipthegames.com. And that's where you'll find your escorts. Okay. I'm sure it's one of many places that you can uh, find the escorts. Um, so, And you know it, 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 what's funny, too, is, and I, I've seen this before, is sometimes... Porn stars yes. will come into a town and essentially set up a little bit of a residence at a hotel, and they'll put out via their social media, mm-hmm. hey, going to be in so-and-so, and then you click on this link, and you can discreetly, with a porn star, yeah. someone who's you've seen in videos, who will sleep with you. Wow. And now, I'm sure it's going to be really, really expensive. Right. Um, Unless you have a coupon. But you can do that. <laughs> Um, hang on, let me go to Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. 
What's going on, brother? Yo, buddy. What you got? You guys rock. Thanks, ah! man. Appreciate it. actually a, a website called List Crawler um, ever since Backpage went down. You can actually go on his website, and people leave reviews on how their experience was and comments like, this girl smells or this girl's great. <laughs> this, or, girl this girl smells. And the name of the site is ListCrawler.com? ListCrawler.com, yeah. Huh. You can go through, and they... They had the prices and everything. It's this great. girl smells like burned rubber pressing. Mm. <laughs> Think yeah, I know her. Uh, like is it? Is it for? It's for. I assume like men seeking women and women seeking men and men seeking men. Is it the whole? Uh, the whole I've menu? Only, I've only seen women on there. I've only seen right. men seeking right. women. Okay. okay, just the stinky ones. You want to be fair? All right. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, brother. No problem. You guys right, rock. Have a good one. All right, you too, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole she, world stinky. That, this girl smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one has a snaggle tooth. Oh, here's somebody texting. There's another website called skipthecatan.com. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, take a look at that if you want to. All right. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Nick, well, I'm, you know, uh, glad you were entertained by that. I, I would have been. I but... would really like to get a follow-up from them. So <laughs> I'm going back to that restaurant again. I wanna... so, somebody did text in earlier saying that even if it seems awkward, it's okay to ask somebody. Is, is everything okay? I think that that's uh, accurate. You oh know? my! God. Listen, I would I would prefer to err on the side of caution. Absolutely, right. I wouldn't care. But think about how offended somebody would be if, like, uh, yeah, they are actually dating. A- that's why you do it like right before you leave in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. After you get you, a check. Excuse you okay? me. You are a delightful couple, but I need to ask your 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 lady here. Are you being abducted? Um, <laughs> It, I, wonder, was, <laughs> I wonder if you could say something to your server. Yes. Because they we, might oh, look for... Yeah. Well, well, no, they might look for a... Well, yeah, that's right. That might kill their tip, right? <laughs> but they might Listen, look who, for an opportunity to do it. Who cares if you... I mean, I, I wouldn't care. If, if that if that person is then offended, fine. But, like, on the off chance... Because it happens more than we think. The, the human trafficking. And, not, and you guys talked about, um, you know, people from different countries. But um, here in the United States, it happens. All right. Uh, we got to wrap because we got Fox Good Day to go to. So we... We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Do that and the bizarre file. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Summer is here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, I think there was a shard out I wanted to get to. And also mention that there's a new Daily Rush video that's available. And it is called Mustard Watermelon and the Edge. And uh, the connoisseur test tastes mustard on the watermelon reveals the return of the edge. Not that one. Uh, You can watch that now at uh, Punchline. Or no, at uh, PrestonSteve.com. And it's sponsored by Punchline. 
uh, Philly's Fishtown uh, First Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. I'll get this right one of these days. Thanks. All right, and then uh, here's my shout out. Uh, this is from uh, Bill, and I think this is how you pronounce his last name: Sour Milk. Okay. It's S A U E R M I L C H. That's how I'd say it. Or Sour Milch. Yeah. Anyhow. He said, I was curious if you could find uh, time to give my oldest baby girl a big nasty shout out for oh. her birthday. Last November, she became a big sister and has been such a help from changing diapers, feeding her bottles, purees, and being sure that she is dressed correctly because daddy is not nearly as good at it. Her name is Audrey Sour Milk, and she'll be turning nine on July 11th. So, oh, July 11th. Okay. Um, well, we're getting just a little bit ahead of it. Well, I've got a lot of these. Yeah, um, you, when people ask for a specific date, you need to understand. Yes, you, you, it's hard for you to get it, and if you have it right in front of you, you tend, you're going to act on it then. Well, I thought it was June 11th, uh, and now I see July 11th, and I'm starting to get stacked up because people are starting to put specific dates on these things, nah. and and I've tried to be good about it lately, but now they're they're <laughs> going like a month in advance. Gang, I'll never do it. Like the week <laughs> of. Send it to me, yeah, all yeah. right, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, if you're sending a month or two in advance, it's uh, it'll get lost. Trust me, that's just my organizational skills. <laughs> but anyhow, we're going to do this one now for Audrey. Uh, I said He said, I know uh, she'll love to hear it on the radio and hear how proud I am of her. Also, letting her know how much she means uh, to me would make this birthday one for the record books. Love this little girl so much and uh, is such happy a happy go-getter. It would be amazeballs. He says. So, uh, anyhow. So, so just, you know, listen all the time. <laughs> Record yeah. every show. Yeah. That's all you gotta save do. every podcast, and you'll get it eventually. Eventually. All right, let's do the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. Brought to you by Horizon. With Horizon Services, you can have a brand new system installed as soon as tomorrow for up to $1,800 off. Visit horizonservices.com. Um, a, oh, wow, this is a messed up story. A 54-year-old man is accused of shooting and killing another man who is attempting to steal a catalytic converter from his truck ah. and then dragging the man's body behind the truck and dumping it into a field. We just had uh, a big catalytic converter theft in the parking lot here, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. But we didn't find the guy and drag him behind a truck. No, we're we're better than that. Uh, Michael Scott Campbell told police he was sleeping in his Ford F-150 around 3.45 a.m. Saturday when he was awoken by someone attempting to saw the catalytic converter off of his truck. Uh, Campbell told police that he saw two legs sticking out from underneath the truck when he opened the passenger door. And he fired straight down at the suspected thief. Campbell said he then fired two more shots at the man. The man attempted to get into his vehicle but collapsed. Campbell told police he then tied the man to the ball hitch of the F-150. Yeah. Campbell said he dragged the man into a nearby field and left him. Okay. Campbell told police uh, the suspected thief was still alive and talking when he was tied up and dragged to the field before being abandoned. Uh, While officers were uh, interviewing a witness... A white Ford F-150 drove past the location and was pointed out by the witness. Officers pulled the F-150 over. Campbell's vehicle was impounded and searched. So this guy was, he was going to leave, you know, and, uh, but fortunately a witness saw the whole thing. Investigators discovered a Browning high point 9mm pistol in the F-150 and green rope 
that visually matched rope found at the crime scene. Campbell is accused of second-degree murder and kidnapping. He's also a previous felon. He's had convictions before and is prohibited from owning firearms. Police say the grisly homicide is the latest chapter of increased uh, incidents of catalytic converter thefts. Jeez. This guy... That's heavy-duty. ...took the law into his own hands. Probably enjoyed doing it. Yeah. what it sounded well, like. Well, yeah, from what he did. You're going to tie the dude to the trailer hitch and drag him. That's messed up. Uh, American middle distance runner Shelby Houlihan says that she's been bl- banned from athletics for four years after testing positive for a prohibited substance, which she blames on a burrito. <laughs> the 28-year-old said that she was told in January the analo- anabolic steroid uh, nandrolone had been found in a doping sample. Houlihan said it may have come from eating a pork burrito, which she said could lead to a false positive for nandrolone uh, the night before her test. Uh, she's denied ever doping. She says that she was handed the four-year ban by the Court of Arbitration for Sport, or CAS, on Friday. said, I feel completely devastated, lost, broken, angry, confused, and betrayed by the very sport that I've loved and poured myself into. Like, she's a legitimate champion. She's oh, yeah. not like a fly-by-night. And, no. and did she, didn't she take a polygraph test? She took a polygraph test. She did all this stuff. She said, I want to be very clear. I've never taken any performance-enhancing substances. She's the U.S. record holder in the 1,500-meter and 5,000-meter. said she had never even heard of Nandrolone, which can help to increase muscle mass. Um, and she said she's since learned that eating pork can lead to a false positive for nandrolone since uh, certain types of pigs produce it naturally in high amounts. Pig organ meat, known as offal, uh, O-F-F-A-L. Yes, yes. Uh, has the highest level of nandrolone, she said. There you go. Uh, but yeah, she took polygraph. She did all oh. this stuff. So uh, the four-year ban will right? see her miss both the Tokyo 2020 and the Paris 2024 games. The ban has not been confirmed by CAS or the other uh, governing bodies, so, so we'll have to wait and see. So you hear that story, and on the surface, you're like, ah, she's full of crap. But then you realize, oh, there, there might be something to it. Yeah. So yeah. can they overturn it still? I don't know. Okay. Don't They're know. talking to the Council of Pork. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Authorities in eastern Iowa say a man has died after becoming stuck in a cattle farm manure tank. <sighs> the death occurred at a farm in Stockton, was reported by authorities. Uh, fire chief, The fire chief said oh, that man. his volunteer fire department responded around 10 a.m. to the scene. Uh, the man was doing some work in the tank when he got stuck. Firefighters retrieved the man's body from the tank late Tuesday night. Or There's no way to go. Uh, the man's name has not been released. And, yeah, they, they're going to investigate how exactly that I happened. won't even use the other catastrophe joke on that one. All right. Hours after a woman believed her husband had poisoned her chicken wings, she set him on fire while he slept. Uh, the man suffered extensive second to third degree burns and told officers his wife's weird behavior was the result of discussions that he planned to end their marriage. Uh, Tahansti Marie Smith was charged with arson of a building and domestic abuse. Her husband, Henry Williams, detailed the events took place before his wife's alleged attack. Williams, who has been in a relationship with Smith for eight years, said he had been walking on eggshells with his wife for several months. When Williams returned from uh, work to their home, Smith would not speak with him. Uh, she was continuously walking in circles, which Williams said was out of character. Later that night, the two got into an argument when Williams said he planned to move out of their home without her. Huh. Williams had been discussing getting a divorce from Smith for a couple of weeks, and the husband said his wife's weird behavior increased as he informed her of the decision. Uh, Williams took their three-month-old to her crib before midnight, and he went to bed between 1 and 1.30 a.m. A few hours later, he awakened to the back of his head on fire. Jesus! Yes. Uh, he immediately went into the bedroom of their child who was sleeping at Williams' parents' house, and he tried to put out the fire with his bare hands. He then realized that the bedroom, including a mattress, was on fire. 
The fire was so fierce, he ran back into his bedroom, grabbed his daughter from her crib in his room, and ran out of the front door and ran to his parents' house behind his. Uh, he didn't realize how badly he was burned until his parents uh, called 911. He suffered burns to his neck and upper chest, ears, back of his head, and neck and both hands, as well as blistering to the right side of his face. So she had thought that he had poisoned her chicken, and that wasn't the case. So I think there's a little disconnect, a little mental snap that has taken place. I'm going to investigate this case wow, a little bit further. <laughs> yes. I can judge by the splatter pattern on the backsplash that the chicken was prepared here. Okay, good to I'll know. I'll take some polygraph tests and some fingerprints, and I'll get back to you. Excellent. We're Thank you. Dust the wings for prints. <laughs> dust the wings? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a Kansas song? Exactly. Dust in the wings. Uh, all right. <laughs> dust in the wings? Uh, I like perfect. that. Yeah. I like it. Yep. <laughs> and there it is. I close my eyes. Only for a moment. moment. Yeah. While I dust in the wings. Yeah. One goes out to that guy whose head was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, and then uh, finally we'll, we'll end with this one. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to top that. A 12-year-old girl has been arrested on suspicion of setting four fires in the Berkeley Hills area on Friday. Uh, the girl is suspected of setting four separate fires, including a structure. No one was injured in the fires. Uh, at 2 p.m., uh, apparently the first emergency workers responded to a small grass fire uh, to begin. Then later on, another fire was reported in another grassy area. Uh, while handling that fire, emergency workers were notified of a, uh, another fire <clears throat> of dried leaves. And eventually they responded to a structure fire later on that afternoon. That's a lot of fires. This is a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. After additional investigation into the fires, emergency personnel were able to identify the suspect as a 12-year-old girl who was later arrested, and I really don't have any other I think I found the accelerant and it was a chicken finger dipped in kerosene. Wow. All right, there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, secret text for We have a chance for you to win a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. So text the word secret to 39333 because you just might win a little bit later on. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Jim Jackson on the show. Mitch Fatel is stopping by. We got more on the way. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey there, MM Army. My name is Sean O'Malley, and I'm part of the Hotspurs an improv comedy troupe that travels the tri-state area delivering nights of comedy everywhere we go. If you're a fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway, you'll love our performances that consist of short-form, long-form, musical, and audience participation improv that's sure to leave your side split. We do parties, lessons, corporate events, and can perform in practically any setting. You can reach us at Improv, all one word, at gmail.com for more information. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Just look for the big H. We hope to hear from you guys. Make class together. Rock on, everybody. Next message. Hey, Preston and Steve fans. I have a great business, and I need help with Just Like a Rock Be my little baby. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.
Uh, any of you guys ever do uh, Airbnb before? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah? Yes. I have not. Have you? No, I never have. Yeah. I don't uh, like that idea. My best friend does it. He's, he says it's great because you kind of, um, uh, you feel like you're you're in, in your home. It's it's a little more personal. It's a little more, um, uh, the access is, it's a little less sterile than a, than a hotel room. I've and, rented homes. I mean, I have right. houses, yeah, and, and uh, with zero issues, but I know that sometimes there are. My right. wife has done it, and has had, actually, uh, when they went to Yellowstone, they did they did a, a, an Airbnb. Yeah. I always get uh, skeptical and, of, of what you're going to, I did. I just do, don't I, like people to record me taking a dump. Well, that's we, my thing. We recently did one in March for a bachelorette party, and it ended up being great. The was house it? was beautiful. It was in a location that when we got there, we were like, Oh no! What did we do? Right. But we walked in, and it was perfectly fine, and it was close to what we were doing. So, cool. and you so, felt comfortable with all. I mean, because I think you're like no, well, me, and, and you're. Well, that's what I mean. I'm always skeptical of yeah. it. I didn't plan it. Somebody else did. I was just going. Right. Um, but it ended up working out really nice. Huh. All right. Well, Airbnb. Apparently, Steve sent me this uh, article. Uh, has a secretive team to keep disaster stays out of the press, and they will give. Blank oh, wow. checks really? to help people like rape victims. Oh, oh dear God! And Whoa. pay to clean up dismembered human remains. Oh my! What? Kathy, no. this is real. No, they have a a massive slush fund what? to keep this stuff out of the press. Now I don't know how many of these incidents have <laughs> taken place. I doubt it's like you know the norm. Oh but God. the short-term property rental company has spent an estimated fifty million dollars every year on payouts to hosts and guests when things go wrong. As according to a Bloomberg Businessweek report, which interviewed several former members of the secretive safety team that they have. The team is known as the black box inside of the firm. Uh, That's insane. I thought you were going to bring up the story where now the um, house rental companies, the different ones, Airbnb and all the other ones, VBRO and all those, are going to work together to um, give information about the people that are renting them and having those big parties Mm. so that that doesn't, you know, those huge, enormous parties that destroy houses. They're going to work together so they have those names and they're not renting to those same people. So this is where they might step in this team might step in and pay the the homeowners some restitution if 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 it got away and okay. and, and they want to avoid stories like that getting out of the press. Yeah. Well, there was just a story that made it off. out of press, and I think it was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they was at the Kathy one of those things, big house party. They were tearing the TVs off the walls, all of that stuff, That's massive weird. brawl. So the the black box team is made up of around 100 agents across uh, cities, including Dublin, Montreal, and Singapore, several of whom have backgrounds in the military or emergency services. Um, team members have the power to spend any amount of money uh, tackling the worst crises at their rentals, including sexual assaults, murders, and deaths, uh, providing support to guests and hosts, on, and also working to keep the incidents out of the public eye. So in one incident, this particular one, a rape victim received a $7 million payout in exchange for agreeing to not imply responsibility or liability on Airbnb or the host after a career criminal used a duplicate key to enter a New York City rental and attacked her at knife point. And then it goes into the details uh, about this particular case, so their 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 charge is to come in, and they are given carte blanche to throw money at whatever problem to, to we to make it go away. Yep. So this raises questions about the scale of shocking incidents that are taking place at Airbnb properties. Several former Airbnb safety agents said that they had to arrange for contractors to cover uh, bullet holes in the walls of properties or hire body fluid crews to clean blood off of the floors. 
The See, fact that, that, that it, they have to have these teams at all is well, not a good sign. If you think about the the, the amount of rentals that there are out there, you're going to yeah. have you know sure. statistically a stuff's going to spray because it's not. I mean, you're you're you are essentially putting trust in the renters and the people who are who are the owners. That's two two groups you're yeah, relying on. Yeah. So, the, the the renter and the rentee. And these are average people and and they, you know, some people are better than others. Uh others said that they had uh, provided support to guests who had been assaulted by guests and had resorted to hiding in wardrobes or running from secluded cabins from the perpetrators. Uh the team has covered costs including for counseling, new accommodations, flights, and sexually transmitted disease tests, oh, no. health costs for rape survivors, among other things. Um, and in fact, this is pretty wild. Airbnb hired uh, high-profile political crises experts to work on the team, including Nick Shapiro, former National Security <laughs> Council advisor to Barack Obama and deputy chief of staff at the Central Intelligence <laughs> Agency. The deputy chief of the CIA now works for Airbnb. <laughs> To, wow. to, to come in on, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a response team. He is their crisis manager. So Shapiro, who has since left the role, though, he's not there anymore, uh, told Bloomberg the crises facing the company uh, reminded him of uh, the White House Situation Room. Uh, he said, this brought me back to the feelings of confronting truly horrific matters at Langley and in the Situation Room at the White House. Uh, he was two weeks into the job when the New York City rape happened on New Year's Day in 2016. Uh, the unidentified Australian woman who was 29 at the time and a group of friends rented a first floor apartment uh, and a guy had used a a, a, a duplicate key because he had rented there before. So and got in and and uh, and and raped this woman. As I was reading this article, President, and it occurs to me, too. So we always hear about the renters. But but let's say, would you feel confident? OK, with your house, would you feel confident if you were leaving for a while? Now you have a, you have a shore property, right? Turning that over to AB, uh, Airbnb uh, and allowing another because for me they go in and I you know uh, they have access to your key. they could make key imprints they could right. they could get all sorts of access that could haunt you later on. Well, I, w- I was talking to my friend, uh, my buddy Steve, who who does Airbnb quite a bit. He said most of the time it's a keypad, is it? Uh, and they change the, the all right uh, the codes regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never turn over my home, right? Where we live, there's too many personal items yeah. there. That's 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 yeah. the thing. There's you know uh, clothes and 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 you know porn, all, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, at a shore property, I could be a little bit more um, com- comfortable, right? Right. In uh, in doing something like that, okay. Because yeah. sensitive materials like our passports and things like that are not there, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, renting your home can be, even if it's a vacation home, can be a nightmare. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, but my parents did um, their home as Airbnb. I think we talked about it on the air, but um, it, they have a whole separate uh, apartment basically in their basement, and it's it's you know has a bathroom, has a kitchen, like it can be used. So they were they put it up on Airbnb for a little bit. They fully got scammed with like somebody showing up at their house at 2.30 in the morning. They had to call the cops because they got nervous. Mm. And I was like, enough, like, stop. Why? Why invite that upon yourself? We made them take it down. Me and my brother, we were like, look, you you are not going to Get into the escort service. Well, Well, I think that's what my mom is doing now. The other part of it, though, (laughs) the other part of it, though, is uh, what I wouldn't like 
doing uh, about it is you have to be uh, essentially a landlord or manager of the, exactly. of the property. Exactly. If they've got an issue with whatever, maybe you overlooked something or whatever, yeah. they're going to call you up and you got to go in and you got to go take care yeah. of whatever that is. A lot of times you, the, they hire um, like services. So, oh, really? Yeah, so, so, the so there's an intermediary, actually, Kathy? Okay. Yeah, so a friend of mine who has actually where we shot the calendar, remember where yes. they had that oh, yeah. raging bachelor party yeah. like the morning we were supposed yeah. to be there? Right, exactly. Um, so that all went through a service, which was part of the mix-up um and so th- they didn't have the dates correct and um yeah so if something happens like that they'll take care of it because he's not here he's so, not here to do it so kathy to preston's point though about uh, and i i agree with you be, having to be like a like a, a manager is a so does, yeah. does 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 airbnb provide a uh somebody who serves as the contact the point person if they are having issues or or something goes on. I don't know. So, Somebody uh, let us know if, uh, if you if you do this regularly. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'm sure you can share some stuff, Kath. But I also want to hear from others. Yeah. So I think his is like an outside service. I right. don't. I'm not sure if Airbnb does that, but I know that he has a service that comes in, runs his Airbnb and all of his rentals. So when people were dismembered in your parents' apartment. <laughs> How did they, they handle were that? Dismembered. Yeah, they uh, called the wolf. I gave Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> I need a tub. Um, yeah, that would be too much uh, to it, take yeah. on. Now, Rochelle could probably do it. I couldn't. I mean, she's more organized than I am. But um, you, you, you'd get the dates wrong. You'd be there, and oh, somebody be sleeping in the bed with me. you. You know. Yeah, yeah you just, hire a management company. It's just so much easier that way, and you don't have to worry about it. Like I, I, I just wouldn't even want to. I wouldn't even want to like do long term rentals. Like I wouldn't want to be a a landlord, so to speak. Right. Because you have to put up with all of it. Chuck was a landlord, and he didn't care for it. It and sucks. He had, he had to do a ton of work uh, uh, to uh, to this property and helping these people out and all this stuff. And it sounded like a nightmare to me personally. So it's I a know, lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I, and I also don't have the know how. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. you're, unless you're a deadbeat landlord, that's the way to go. Yeah, you can't be reached. You let everything fall into disrepair. <laughs> that's the way to go. Slum like lord. a slumlord. I could. Do oh that. man, they've got it. <laughs> Those guys got it down. And you can't believe how much they save <laughs> by letting up. You know, paying for heat and things like that. They're just being economical. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Let me give you some walls and stuff. Uh, And I also wouldn't mind hearing any horror stories. That would be very fun to uh, discuss a little bit. 215-263-WMMR. A couple dismemberment stories would be nice. Yeah, why not? Let me go to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. What's uh, So you are a, uh, you, you rent out a property. We do. We have a property in the in the Poconos. How the long Poconos. have you been doing that? Just for a year. Okay. And how's your experience so far? So far, we've been really lucky. I think we've had a lot of luck with people who have been just trying to get away during the pandemic, and people have been like really respectful, small families visiting. Mm-hmm. So, um, looking forward to our first full summer, and a little nervous though because you know you do hear those stories. Right. Well, let me ask you, Kristen. So, as you have this property, did did you sort of did you sort of prep it as to, to Kathy's point? Do you you extract everything that? I mean, what do you do to make it suitable where you feel confident enough to rent it out to other people? Yeah, so we use it a couple of months out of the year, and I block it so that um, we can have our own things there during that time. When we're not there, we have an owner's closet. Um, you know, to your point, we don't keep any personal, you know, materials, passports, obviously, things like that up there. But, like, even clothing and things that we want to leave so they're there if we want to go up when we have nobody renting are in a locked closet. All right. Um 
Yeah, and then we have, um, you know, just a keypad entry, like like Kathy was saying, just so we can turn that over and not have people have, you know, any kind of access once they've left the property. All right, Chris, and what about um, uh, day-to-day needs? You guys don't live in the Poconos, I assume, so Correct. that's a long distance. If they need something right away, who do they reach out to? So right now um, we have a, a, a person who does our property management. They live in the area. Um, right. We've considered going to a larger company. But, yeah, you really kind of, I mean, we're a two-hour drive with no traffic. So unless there's, like, a real emergency, it's, it's pretty difficult for us well, to get up there. How did you find that person to do this? Um, we actually, when we were, were looking to purchase the place, we... Um, Worked with our real estate agent to find local contacts, okay. cleaning service, things like that, because, you know, we, we knew the area from vacationing up there, but not from a business perspective. And a lot of times they're just hobos living in the woods you can hire to watch the property, That's right? right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It works yeah, out. they work for cans of beans they and stuff Cans like of that. beans, yeah. and, and if you yeah. give them a nice harmonica. Right. <laughs> True. No, all right, True. So so it's working out for you, all right? That's good. No dismemberment, no nothing. You've been good so far. So far. Okay. All right. We'll hope your streak continues. Thanks. All right. right. Thank you very much. Bye. Uh, Here's a text that says, uh, hang on a second. Is the top part relevant or not? Okay. It says, uh, uh, just like that, my dream of renting Preston's house and trying on his underwear is dashed. Ah, oh, damn it. Sorry. Well, we keep a, a, a tub of your underwear here for us to try on. A tub? On. Yeah. We have a tub of it? <laughs> Send me an email. I'll give you his codes. <laughs> I'm going to go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so you rent out a place on Airbnb, right? Yes, sir. My wife and I own a log cabin in the Adirondacks. We rent it out about 300 nights a year. Wow. 300 nights a year, so that's over 299 nights a year. Right, yeah. that is just over that. I yeah. think, yeah. I um, think so. All right, and how how long have you been doing it, Andrew? Uh, about two and a half years or so. All right, Very everything successful. been good, or have you, have you had any incidents? No, no real incidents. Like, I, I was listening to the last person, like, nine out of ten people are generally are really, really nice. Yeah. Um, but, like, anything in life, there's that one person who's just absolutely insane in their requests and what they want and it's like we're not hilton's right so yeah. people really people really get crazy but yeah no dismemberment everyone leaves <laughs> so andrew what 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 for people who are uh, you as a as a person with a property what what sort of restrictions do you set to mitigate those expectations of people who are going to rent from you no steve great question so uh, a couple of things for anyone out there looking to do it like it's like party size is really important. So like how many people? So we started off with eight, which was so dumb because then you'd have like, like that, you know, the epic bachelor parties show up and they would drink like 900 beers in a weekend. <laughs> right. Um, eight, age is also somewhat important. So we raised the age. So we just got different types of people coming in in terms of like couples and families and they're much more respective of the homes. Um, yeah, like simple things like that can be so helpful. Um, but like everyone kind of learns, like we had, we said six people, and then one time we had 12 people show up. So, you know, we were obviously not happy. Right. Um, but little things like that can help. Yeah, okay. you don't necessarily know how many people they're actually going to have, but if you set a restriction at a lower number, at least if they go over, that's still going to be on the lower number. Who do you have taking care of the property in between rentals? Uh, it's a good question. So because it's a six-hour drive for us, we actually have a, a, a local guy up there. Shout out to Bill. Bill, Bill takes care of our property. Um, it, he's awesome. So it's, it's like anything in life. You just got to find really good people. And uh, Andrew, do you run like a credit check on your renters or how does that work? 
No, so we use, like, a listing service. So it goes through, like, all the major ad sites, so, like, Airbnb and uh, VRBO. So, like, they do a lot of the management of, like, verifying people are good, and they manage kind of the, the cash flow and stuff. Um, but there is a lot of trust of, like, you know, is this person an axe murderer? Like, those things are really hard to figure out. Hmm. Andrew, is it is it worth the, the cost? You know, you have to pay this guy, your caretaker, if you will. Uh, you have to uh, do the upkeep on the house and everything. Is it... Is it really, is it worth it monetarily? Yeah, no, Preston, great question. Generally speaking for us, the answer has been yes. I mean, my wife and I get to use it. We probably live up there six weeks a year now. So huh. like, we get free vacations and then we've got some really good stories to tell. So I <laughs> yeah. would say yes. I mean, yeah. just the limbs you find around the house alone, that's just got to be it. So there's Airbnb and there was another one you mentioned? VRBO. And then there's BO, but I heard that stick. But do we, yeah. I've heard a commercial say Verbo. <laughs> Yeah. I think Is it Verbo? Verbo, okay. VRBO. I don't, yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you guys are the best. Take Thank care, you. Man. Yeah, no, I do hear that people with rental properties said that, that the um, – that the money you make off of that can, covers it. It can cover it. And, that, and to me, that's so if you get a property with that in mind, I just, to me, the notion of people who like turn over their, you know, they're, oh, they're going away for a while and then turn right. over their actual their home. Their home. Yeah, I'm like, I really? I you could, no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to, if if it is, like he said, you know, they're in the Anirondacks, it's further away. Sure. They're going to use it a few weeks out of the year. It's just going to sit there empty doing anything, and it could be a money Generating maker. money, yeah. So why not use it for that? You Pay know? your caretaker with beans and a harmonica um, and you're set. <laughs> here's a text that says, uh, now, you know, we've heard good stories here, but the, the, we started off this conversation with these nightmare stories. Um, but it says, uh, this text says, friends of mine have major issues with Airbnb, um, of their home. Uh, it, uh, ended up becoming a police matter and tens of thousands of dollars Jeez. Uh, in damage. They began their own company at the shore in the Atlantic city and Brigantine area, uh, called rescue rentals to help people rent their, uh, properties. They can be found on Facebook. It says, so I, and they, they had a real Big time issue with that. So much so that they created their own company. Right? Wow. We liked it so much, we created our own company. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Michael. Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, my man? So, uh, I had booked a place down in Isla Mirada a couple months ago. Uh, and just before, probably about 12 days before I was supposed to show up down there, Airbnb sent me an email said, please verify your identity, which I did. I used my passport card, sent them the picture of it. Well, that evening I get an email from Airbnb saying your reservation has been canceled, your money has been refunded, and your account's deactivated for a criminal records match. Oh, my God. So I... I contacted Airbnb and like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I have no criminal record. I work for the government in a secret, with a secret clearance. You know, I know what my security background check looks like. And they're like, well, we use an outside company and there must have been some kind of match to your name. And, you know, I'm still dealing with this. Uh, you know, 10 days before I left, I had to rebook where I was staying, change my flight plans, change my rental car plans. And it cost me, you know, a considerable amount of money. So, so Michael, you have you have you say you have special clearance as this. Have you been able to, to track down why this is flagging you? It seems like you have almost an exemplary record. Yes, exactly. And no, they have been nothing but 
quiet on all my email attempts to contact them. There's no, huh. you know, phone number. There's no person to talk to. It's all been through email, and they've yet to, you know, get back to me to say exactly what it is. You know, Airbnb keeps pushing it off on the company that did the security background huh. for me, and then the security background check keeps pushing it off on Airbnb. Like, they really don't want to, you know, do anything, because they know I'm in the right. Right. Um, you know, and it's going to probably end up, because I told them that I was going to, whatever cost that I incur because of changing all my plans, I'm going to send to you. So, do you know, do you know yeah, what I do? They, it, it, it sounds like you need to go dismember them. That's oh, what yeah. I think, right? I, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely. Now right. that you know they have a criminal record, now I got a criminal record. I know you have a slush fund, so you'll yeah. be able to clean it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. But, I mean, if anything, they are doing, you know, their due diligence to make sure they're, you know, not getting rapists and, uh, you know, people that want to dismember. <laughs> no, I mean, they're trying to err on the side of caution, but you're, obviously you can't lock out people who have legitimate, you know, or legitimately able to rent and should be. That's that's wild. Yeah. Right. I've heard about yeah. people dog by that, like, who, you know, get on no-fly lists and stuff like that, and they can't. They can't figure right. out what this. I hope it works out for you, Michael. Thanks, man. Okay, uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had a problem with Rochelle's name being similar to somebody who had a sketchy. Oh, really? Record. Oh, yeah. And it, it was difficult to get that uh, cleared up when we're going for loans and things like and, that. And and, and just uh, yes, I remember you're going oh, through that. Yeah, my yeah. my cousin Hitler Charles Manson had the same thing. Oh wow! <laughs> Could not get a loan. Uh, here is another one that says, uh, my parents rented out their Pocono house long-term. The renters destroyed it. There were literally, there was literally puke all over the floors and garbage cans filled to the top with dog crap, ruined carpets, ruined furniture, cost them $25,000 just to get it cleaned. So... Mm. Is there some sort of um, insurance thing, or when you go yeah, to Airbnb, is there some sort of? Yeah, there's renters insurance. I mean, and you can uh, you can uh, buy it as a renter, and you can buy it as somebody who's renting out a house. So, I mean, there's always a, a coverage plan. But so, Airbnb's Airbnb is simply a conduit. They provide no other ancillary services. Uh, In other words, well, they, with insurance or things of that nature, they can provide the the middleman, like we've been talking about, for um, you know, for cleaning services and for um, uh, you know, linen services, right, and things right, along those lines, yeah. I guess mainly they're the platform, right, right, uh, to find this stuff. They're the repository of all of these rentals, and and they do it in a in a really you know I guess an efficient way to find to, to make it easy to find what you want. Where like you Uber, want it. it's like, Uber, yeah, 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 exactly. So and they also have the phone number for the Wolf President. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case. You need a quick cleanup. Uh, let's see. I will go to Trisha. Hi there, Trisha. Hey guys, how are you this morning? Awesome. How you doing? All right. All right. So, Tricia, you are a renter. Do you use Airbnb? So, no, I'm actually an owner. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I meant you rent out. Uh, so, yeah, do do you use out. do you use Airbnb for your property? No. Okay. No, we don't. Because uh, we we have a property down the shore for over 20 years, and uh, Airbnb is a hassle. It's, it's a hassle. So. How so? Well, when you're trying to rent out such a short season, it's it's not really conducive to doing one or two nights for a for a five bedroom house. So that's one reason why we just don't do it. Okay. But we've we've had so many issues. Like we just do it on our own. Pretty much, we use a little bit VRBO. But one time, uh, we used in the beginning we used a realtor, and they double booked us. Mm-hmm. And so we, they put it back on us, and we had to find the renter a, a place to stay for the week. Ew. So we said, okay, they charge like twelve percent now. So forget that. 
But one time we had a bunch of New Yorkers from New York City come. It was probably like 15, at least 15 years ago, over Christmas. And they brought, <laughs> I don't remember how many magnums of liquor. And we saw remnants of every single Christmas ornament, a tree. And they said that they uh, they dropped the tree. I'm not quite sh- We really still can't quite figure out what happened. But they did a lot of damage to our house. So um, How much would you estimate? Oh, gosh. I, a couple thousand, probably. All it right. was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was another time we found a hole in the wall, and the 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 renter was a lawyer, and he tried to sue us because oh. we were taking back his security deposit, but they put the hole in the wall. Yeah, it's interesting. And during spring break time, we have to be careful, you know, in senior week. Yeah. One time we had this, uh, this young girl call, and she's like, well, my friends and I are coming down, and I said, well, we know the owners, and actually the guy that cuts our grass is the police chief, so you might want to go to Sea Isle. Hmm. And I never heard from her again. So, yeah, okay. hmm. you, you kind of have to uh, see through some of the people. And- it, it sounds like a hassle. It really does. I mean, it, you know, it, it, uh, obviously we heard a few stories at the beginning. This where it seemed like pretty pristine and it's working out fine. But the second you start getting into this stuff with holes in walls and Christmas ornaments yeah. and police chiefs. And- hey, how do you get word out? If you, if you don't use any of those services, how do you get word out about your rental? We have our own website and we have a lot of return rentals. It's taken some time. Okay. You know, we've had families come with babies and stay with us through, you know, until their college. And we have about five more years and then we're going to get rid of all of the rental furniture and move down there halfway through the season. And okay. Get there out you go. Our, I, yeah. Advertise so, on OnlyFans. That's what I do. <laughs> and the house is, there's no knickknacks. It's all like, it's very, it's very bare. Like we compare it to like a, a yeah, Honda Accord. Not like a Mercedes, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's uh you kind of have to keep it clean. And after COVID, we uh we got rid of all linens and all that kind of stuff. So it's even better. And yeah, it's it's a hassle, but let me tell you, it's good money. All right, it's good all money. Right. Thank I'll you, Trisha. That. All right, appreciate it. Hey. Uh, I want to go to this one uh, real quick. We have to break shortly. I'm going to go to Vince. Hi, Vince. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good, good morning, morning, it, man. What's going on? Nothing. Not a crazy story. My ex girlfriend told me. Uh, her, a bunch of her girlfriends, she didn't go, luckily, but a bunch of her girlfriends went down to AC for an Airbnb, and everything was fine in the beginning, but um, when they came back, they actually were pretty much held up at a robbery inside the house. Okay. Um, the renter actually had, like, an inside job with his buddies and actually would pretty much hold up people at this at this at this rental. So the person who owned the property would arrange to have someone come rob the people who are renting from it as part of his scam? Yes, correct. He would, oh. it was a digital pad and he would give his friends the code to get in and hold them up, steal cell phones, steal money, steal yeah. credit cards. And uh, uh the only the only reason why they knew they they tied it together was uh they were friends on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, whatever happened, did he get busted? Oh, yeah, they get, definitely got busted. Uh, Airbnb, Airbnb gave their money back and everything like that, like you okay. were saying earlier. <laughs> and that would have come out of this fund, probably, yes. Steve. Yep. All right, thank the you. The Black Appreciate Box it. Fund. Yeah, which is a, the, this Yeesh. kind of secret portion of Airbnb, the security force that uh, that has the ability to go and clean up these messes and pay people yeah. uh, to keep it quiet. Right. Here's a text that says, my buddy had to evict the lady about two years ago. She left the house trashed and a 10-inch dildo suction cup to the shower wall. 
Wow. I don't want to see that. We have one of those. I was just going to say yeah. that. <laughs> two of those. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see an inferior one. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to yeah, see yeah, it. I've seen too many great ones. Where you're staying yeah. either. You don't want to, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, I did not know that this uh, this part of Airbnb, this 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 arm of Airbnb exists where they uh, can clean up body parts. Yeah, oh and God. it's uh, like splooge force, Preston. Pay off people who've been assaulted and all this other stuff. It's pretty interesting. It's a it's um but um but like a few callers said, you know, you can make enough money off of that that even paying for repairs every now and then might be worth it, depending on what you're doing with your property. Interesting. So, yeah. All right, we need to take a break because we have a couple of guests coming up. Our buddy Jim Jackson, JJ, will be on the show. He's got a broadcasting school of sorts or classes uh, that can teach you the ins and outs of sports broadcasting. Uh, and Mitch Fatel, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, is stopping by here too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Next Sunday, Foo Fighters will rock Madison Square Garden at the first fully attended, fully vaccinated music event. And MMR wants you and a guest to be there. Thursday, just keep track of the Foo Fighters songs we play, starting with Preston and Steve at 6 a.m. through the workforce block. Then have your list ready around noon when Pierre asks for it, and you could be off to the big show in the Big Apple with hotel stay and Amtrak tickets, courtesy of RCA Records. So, number one, be listening for the songs Thursday. Number two, be vaccinated. And number three, be ready to rock with the Foo Fighters and 20,000 fans at MSG. From the station that's so freaking happy, live music is back. This is going to be the show we'll be talking about for the next 20 years of our lives. What do you think about that? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Professional sports broadcasting. It's a an exciting field to enter into. Yes. And one where if you do it right... You could be the utterer of many memorable phrases. I think maybe it's time to try a new pregame meal with maybe some baba ganoush in it. Those two will not be jabronis. I can guarantee you that. Jumping, Jimny. Look at those numbers. You know, while that's not exactly Kathy's mustache, it is a lot of facial hair. Lots of good snacks up there, Jimmy. I like those uh, cheese balls. They're one of my favorites. Ah, yes. When a guy gets a first down or makes a tackle, we see the old funky chicken dance every time. Artemisimov here with a spinorama pass. Looking at spin on the baby wheel right there. Coatsy, what was it for you last night? Canadian ginger ale or sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla! All right. We get a second kerfuffle. Well, Bill, whether it's Kismet or Destiny or what have you, the Flyers are here in Game 7. Avery's been very quiet in this game. You're used to him being a jabroni out there. Folks, say I bet you just want to holler right now, don't you? By the way, oh, yeah. I don't remember the Jumpin' Jiminy one. I, there are so many. I know. We have we have made our next guest say certain things for years while he calls the game at the Philadelphia Flyers, and he has been a trooper about it. He has. He's risked his years. career all for us. Uh, please welcome Mr. Jim Jackson. Yeah. The show. I've gotten some of those as well. In fact, easily the toughest one was Kathy's mustache. <laughs> Kathy's mustache. I thought the baby wheel one may have made yeah. the viewers go, "What in the hell?" Is <laughs> Jim? Viewers, that one probably, but they're still, still trying to figure out Kathy's mustache. Kathy's <laughs> mustache. I, I, you know, that's- on the baby wheel, I immediately was waiting for a spinorama move, and if we didn't have one in that game, I was cooked. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like we got one. There were ones that we thought we were like, "Oh, there's no way this is so hard," and you right. found it 
so easy and then ones that, you know, and vice versa. But you just do it so easily. Hey, Jim, yeah. would you hit, when you were doing that, would you would you write it down like on a note card and have it in front of you, the, the phrase, or did you just have it I up would, in your head? Especially okay. just to remind me. Yeah. I, I, there was one game, I think I, I, for a moment, maybe a period or so, it slipped my mind and I looked down and I had the third period to go. I go, I got to get this in. <laughs> um, but most of the time, I'm pretty, well, a couple of them are multi-words. I have to write those down. Right. Take a spin on the baby wheel. I don't want to get that wrong. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah. there's, I see one listed here and I forgot that we did this. Was this an attempt or did we actually follow through with someone peels some shrimp because this gumbo is just getting started? Did you manage to work that into a... I think I did. Uh, I? Wow. All right. Never let us down. Yeah, he has never failed. So right. if that yeah. was one, he got it in. Yeah. Well, well, there were there were some that you guys offered up that I rejected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah we, we would push boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, the reason that we have Jim on this morning is because uh, Jim is doing the uh, broadcasting, uh, broadcast coaching camps. This uh, is a great idea. I agree 100%. And this is an opportunity to spend some time talking to a guy who knows what he's doing, has been doing it for a long time and maybe uh, send some people, you know, steer them in the right direction. Yeah, Jim, this is so, uh, you know, you, you, you do enough time, uh, yeah, you spend enough time listening to podcasts or streamers or radio per- personalities or anybody, and everyone can benefit from learning proper a proper delivery, uh, for learning mic technique and all the, all the uh, stuff I'm sure you cover. And, and at any level, you can up your game by what you're offering. I think it's a great idea. Well, I'm glad you do, and I'm really having fun with it. I mean, I started it uh, in November, and basically with one-on-one sessions, and what these camps are uh, for this summer are more group sessions, all virtually done, make it easy, just do it on, on Zoom, and uh, it, we can make it a little less expensive this way, too, and, and uh, I can talk to groups of people at a time and uh, talk about anything. A, a lot of people, they see my name, and they, they think it's only about play-by-play, but as you guys mentioned, it, it's about everything, uh, sideline reporting, anchoring, a talk show hosting, podcasting, um, anything that has to do with sports broadcasting, um, I, I touch upon it and certainly willing to ask, answer questions about it. So um, that, I don't want anyone to think this is just a play-by-play camp. But certainly right. we talk play-by-play, but we talk about all forms of broadcasting. You know what, Jim? I, I, I went to a broadcasting school. It's where I, I learned the trade. And, and I remember they, w- they would have uh, guest speakers come in from time to time from different facets of the, the industry. And they, they had a sports guy. And I wasn't interested in getting into sports broadcasting. But I went to the, him, to see him speak anyway because I wanted to take on as much yeah. information as I could. And I remember him saying that a difference between when, – when you get into the world of sports broadcasting, it might be a little bit different um, – than uh than say a a, a dj doing a, a a music show uh because and and specifically if you're more looking to get into television as a sports anchor or something like that is that you pretty much have to live it it has to be a part of your life because you have to be up to speed on pretty much everything at <laughs> least have a little bit of a handle on every single sport that there is within reason i mean you're not going to follow the snooker tournament or something like that <laughs> but well there's no doubt yeah. and and that's especially true for anyone doing talk shows or anchoring as you say if you're doing a specific sport play by play obviously you can focus in on that sport um i i tend to be a guy who likes to watch all the sports uh, and, and obviously, if you're doing anything that's going to, to address all the sports, you have to be up on it. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of living it. But you know what? Most of the people I find, uh, certainly it's the case with myself, when you get involved in this, 
you don't consider that work. It's, it's right. fun to stay up on sports. So, so it's, it might be considered work. You're getting paid to do it, but you're having fun with it. So it's not a problem. And I'm, I'm curious, Jim, where did you learn the ropes? Well, I grew up in upstate New York, so my goal once I realized I wanted to get into sports casting was to get to Syracuse because it's a great broadcast school. And so uh, it's just, it was just uh, 45 minutes down the road from where I grew up. So that was it. I went to Newhouse and, uh, and uh, applied. But I learned a lot there. I tons of guest speakers, as, as you talked about, because they were always coming in to do uh, Syracuse basketball and football games. So we got to talk to, to some of the national guys and it was a great, great training ground, great way to learn. And it was also, you know, I, I was from a small town. I probably would have been happy being the sports director at the local radio station as I took off for Syracuse after being a month at SU, being around all the kids from New York City and all over the country. I wanted to be president of CBS Sports. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that seems feasible. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, of these things, you know, because there's, there's a sports reporter, there's an anchor, there's a sideline reporting, there's, there's all different types of things. I would imagine you've done a little bit of a lot of those things, correct? I have. I mean, obviously, mostly play-by-play, but I, I started, my very first job was in, in, in talk shows for Radio Sports Talk. I've done sideline. Obviously, when I worked for the Phillies, I was kind of a sideline because I was doing post-game interviews, doing the pre and post. Uh, I've done some sideline for NHL radio as well. Um, and I haven't done any official podcasting. I've guessed it on a zillion of them. I'd like to delve into that at some point, but um, I've, I've anchored. I've done some stuff for, at the time, Comcast Sportsnet in terms of anchoring. Uh, so I, 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 I've dabbled in pretty much everything that, that uh, I'll talk about in these camps and try to, to lend uh, what expertise I have to the kids. And I can tell you in doing this, of course, the reason I'm doing this, I have more time on my hands not doing the Phillies anymore. It's been really rewarding because uh, uh, we've, I've had, I, I don't even have the exact number, but probably anywhere from 30 to 40 uh, one-on-one uh, students that I've, I've, I've uh, taken under my wing, as you will. And, and it's just so much fun. A couple of them have already gone on to some job opportunities, uh, and I'm always there. I'm mentoring. The thing I want to point out with these, it's a camp. It's a three-hour camp. There's three different dates, one in June, one in July, one in August. But if you participate in these camps, then you can get the one-on-one for half price. And the one-on-one mentoring is is that. I'm, I'm your mentor for as long as you want to have me as your mentor. You can hang and with I, you and, you know, and spend a lot of time. Around, try to find job opportunities, whatever. Try to oh. help you. In oh, okay. So, so you actually help with a, a quasi-career placement? Well, I mean, I try. I mean, All I'm right. not uh, – I, I, if somebody wants to become an NBA announcer, I'm not exactly tied in with NBA teams. Right. But, but I always am willing to uh, send an email and make a phone call on behalf of my students if I think well, that's pretty good. Job. Yeah, no. So, so uh, listen. Uh, all of the things that are available, and again, I, I've said I, I've seen many times people who are on, uh, you know, where they have a YouTube channel, or whatever, and they ju- presentation is so much, and that is such an important thing. You can really benefit by learning how to how to project, how to. How to present yourself. That's something that a lot of people start to cave on when the camera turns on and the microphone turns on, and you can benefit from that. I wanted to ask you, because both Preston and I are, are big fans of the Audible books. Are you doing Are you doing any of that as well? Yeah, that's something I just picked up as well with, with some spare time. I had a, a friend of mine who actually had written a book, and he said, hey, if I do an audio book here, can, can you narrate it? And I, I said, I guess I could, sure, and I haven't even gotten to that one yet. But I, I then looked up online and saw there are some sites where you can go and, and audition for, and and I actually find it relaxing in one way. Also, uh, I learn a lot, depending on the topic. But I've already narrated about 
seven or eight books. And I, I assume a lot of it is erotica and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, they, they give you. Yeah. A, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, fan fiction, I, like Fifty Shades sort of stuff. Yeah. No, no. I, I've done all uh, all nonfiction at this point. Oh, I think okay. Well, oh, JJ, right. tell tell them the guys about uh, Bitcoin because you knew nothing about that, and 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 I actually did an entire book about. Yeah, there's a. It's just kind of funny because the, the title of the book is the Bitcoin Revolution, and um, as I'm as I'm narrating, as I'm I'm producing this, and obviously it has, isn't going out as I produce. You have to produce it in full, and then then it's released. But as I'm doing chapter by chapter, I'm watching Bitcoin drop. Right, the last <laughs> last month on this Yeah. <laughs> You want me to continue with this? <laughs> yeah, I think this is over now, right? I actually, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I said absolutely because it will recover. The, the people who are in into Bitcoin are not afraid of these drops. They 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 know you're going to run that risk if you invest in it uh, because it is volatile. But they are convinced that uh, in in uh, a year, two, three years, it's going to be exponentially higher than it is right now. So they said, "Yeah, keep going with it." But I learned a lot about it. I didn't even know really what cryptocurrency was until I I read that. I've done books on um, uh, on all kinds of different things in terms of the finances, self help, uh, business, uh, and um, doing one right now on uh, how to conduct or actually how to uh, not conduct but be interviewed for jobs in technology and i'm learning a lot about that so it, it's been really uh, i've enjoyed it it's, it's a hobby you can make a little money at it you can't I, I, at it or anything but you, you can have a little fun with it and uh, as i said I, I find it pretty relaxing too. i told preston that i actually and because we're, we're such fanatics for this it was something that i considered cheating because you weren't actually reading and then that, now it's all i do because i i was wasn't getting to read the books that i wanted to read and uh i heard the worst reading i and i told you preston uh, and uh jim this is a bizarre thing the guy was making mistakes and they left them in like he would start the oh sentence over again and i'm like are you yeah. kidding me it, it's amazing because what i do you know when i make a mistake and you make many as you're, right. as you're recording it i stop and then i go three two one as i'm recording so that when i'm editing it i know i can see it uh, on the you know, the graph that obviously there's a mistake there's a pause and then there's a three two one uh, but uh, in, in saying that, when I go through it and I go through it again and I've sent some back, I send it to the publisher, and they then, of course, listen to it over again. And there's always one or two that they catch. So uh, some of these publishers maybe just take them and run with them. You know, they, yeah, they, well, they, that's, that's clearly what they did in this right, case because right. it sounded like a fifth grader read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, not to people, – people hear me saying three, two, one in the middle of it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you've obviously covered a lot in the in the world of of broadcasting and, and and voiceovers now, you know, which is really cool. So you've got a lot of information to share, and I think this is really cool because um, you know broadcasting schools, which I am a product of, are wonderful. But when you can spend some time talking to somebody who's been doing it for a living for a long time and still is, and can give you real world, here's what it's really like advice. It's it's invaluable. So uh, we want to point people in the direction of these uh, camps that are coming up. It's the Jim Jackson Broadcast Coaching Camps, uh, Saturday, June twenty second, or I'm sorry, Saturday, June twenty sixth, uh, Saturday, July tenth, and Saturday, August fourteenth. So how do we sign up for this, Jim? And let me point out that these are there's two. We divide them into two groups. There's the group for college and professionals, uh, roughly eighteen and over, and then. Uh, groups for the younger people, and I get a lot of uh, emails about uh, my my son or daughter's fourteen or thirteen. That's too young for this, isn't it? No, that's uh, I, I love talking with people who are just getting into it. That's where I was once upon a time, sitting in front of my television <laughs> with a tape recorder, you know, doing games. Yeah. So 
Uh, I, we have a youth and high school group in 1700. We separate those two groups. So I do a group uh, in the morning, a group in the afternoon on each of the three days you mentioned. And uh, hey, there's a web, there's a link to a website where you can see how to sign up and get more information on it. If you just go to my uh, Twitter, it's at Jim J. Philly. Uh, I mean, I can, okay, I can read it to you right now. It's, it's not the easiest one to do. <laughs> All right. Well, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E double slash J-J broadcast. How about we just put a link <laughs> yeah, on PrestonandSteve.com? Yeah. We there can do go. that. If, well, and any questions, uh, send emails. Glad to answer them um, at J-J broadcasting coaching at gmail.com. Excellent. All right, Jim, always great to talk to you. I love that you're doing this and, and helping people out with uh, something they're passionate about, which is cool. I appreciate the time, guys. You got it. We'll talk Take to you part. soon. Jim Jackson, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Really going for it and reading erotic fiction. (laughs) Yes. For Audible. With Jim Jackson. Jim obviously is enjoying it. Amazing. Wow. All right. uh, Our second in-studio guest. Yes. Second in over a year. After Candace Bushnell. And he's an old friend, and we're happy to have him. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, 8 o'clock. Tickets available. HeliumComedy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch Fainter. I'm number two, baby. <laughs> number number two. two. Number, number two. two. Number two. Number <laughs> two. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. Oh, my God. I'm working again. This is so fun. Dude, yeah. this, is actually, you guys? this feels really good because it's been a while since we've seen you. And to have yeah. you back, you know, uh, as uh, as our second guest live in the studio. Did you get nervous when you guys found out I was coming in? Yeah. Actually, we were excited, I have to say, because it, you're an old friend of the show. and uh, this You guys is... were putting me on before I was even, before I think I was even in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you were just coming by? I think it was just yeah. a student. You know? just, <laughs> was that how accommodating yeah. we were? Yeah. Yeah, wow. you just were desperate for anyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've had that. It was you and the guy who played Major Healy on I Dream of Yeah, Jesus. yeah. And luckily I became a comic, so it worked out it for worked us. Out. Right. <laughs> and you never forgot us, so some people have, you know. I pay it forward, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Cooper doesn't come back in, but you come back in. Let me cool. ask you a question. Who? In all honesty, who, what guests have you guys ever had in here that you were really physically nervous when they were coming Ooh. in? Ooh, that's oh, a good uh, for question. me, it was Norm Macdonald because um, I'm such a massive Norm Macdonald fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I mean, the, the bigger the celebrity, the more nervous. Uh, well, you know, what? Some if, if somebody's got a reputation for being difficult, hmm. that can be a little bit nervous. I mean, now, yeah. it wasn't here, but I remember we had... Uh, long, 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 long time ago, uh, Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were known to be standoffish, yeah. and 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 uh, cantankerous if caught in the bad in a bad mood. And yeah. he was a super nice guy. He yeah. was great. I mean, John Travolta. We had it was great. I knew he was John be Travolta. Nice. I'd be nervous. That's he was great. He made us feel easy because of his celebrity. But he was a sweetheart. Two people yeah. I met that I've been nervous to meet. The first one after I met him, I was like, oh my god, he's my height, which I'm only five five. Was Billy Joel. Okay. Really? He's that short? He's about, I was like, man, you're short. Like, I thought I could say it to him because I'm short. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out good. <laughs> the other guy that I... So, I've, I've performed, honestly, like, in front of 3,000 people at a time. Never been yeah. nervous. I was in Vegas, and uh, they go, hey, someone's here to see you. Rodney Dangerfield walked oh, back. Oh, there you go. And, I, and I, I was so nervous that I tanked. I did oh. the, so bad. I choked oh, on stage because no. oh, I was like, Rodney Dangerfield had heard that I was a funny comedian. Oh, so he, no. 
had come by to see me. And then afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, hey, you're working on it. How are you working on it? Like, that's Aww. what he said to me. And I was like, ah. Listen, that, and that's that's the thing. So the one thing we realized over the course of time is that if you do your due diligence and you, if they come in and they realize you've researched and you, you're going to show respect yeah. by, by knowing what you're talking about, then it goes great. Right. But, I mean, still there are people like, for me, we talk about our, our uh Bucket list like Clint Eastwood to get like, Clint cool. Eastwood would be amazing. I can get you him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get me. Yeah. yeah, he heard about the danger. Field. He heard about my danger field <laughs> show and knew he was funnier than me. Yeah, so. no, no, but but so yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm saying, and that, and it's you run that fine line. Yeah, do you, do you want to meet the people that you uh, admire, or you know, it, it's you know who I wouldn't want to meet. I would not want to meet Steve Martin. Because he's ah. the reason I'm a comedian, yeah. and I wouldn't want him yeah. to ever be like you. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, well, yeah. I what if he didn't like it. you? <laughs> yeah, but, but I think yeah. I would love to have Steve Martin come come in. I, no, I, he's not coming in I, here. I think, <laughs> no, I no. think we could win. I'm him in over. touch with him. Well, I mean, once he hears we've had Mitch Vital, he's going to go. <laughs> really, that guy doesn't want to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to a Fatel place. I just, yeah. No, it's uh, but uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, they're, 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 that's, that's part the of the one yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a comedian because of Steve Martin. So. My 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 top celebrity of all time, and I've mentioned this many times on the show, but I I met and interviewed, and I was terrified. It was Paul McCartney. And I had a one-on-one yeah. sit down with him, and I was scared out of my mind. And he was just a lovely, super nice guy. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it worked out great, but it could have gone so bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, I think, easier to conduct an interview in this room when you have five people because, you know, the... Yeah. The continuity, like just you know, the seamlessness between questions. Like I don't have to have a follow up because That's chances true. are somebody else here is going to have a follow up. Last uh, before the pandemic, I sat down backstage with Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys, and it was just me and him. And I had and Steve, I know you do a ton of research when we have comedians. Yeah, yeah. And I did so much yeah. research because I needed to make sure that I, you know uh, that I had something to talk to him about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he doesn't know anything about me. Nerves well, are weird because usually if you just kind of give in to them then all of a sudden you just get comfortable with the person you realize they're well just really normal it's weird yeah. you're right it's the difference between an interrogation and an interview yeah and that and, that, and that's 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 how it goes and you've done your, your share of, of that as well and you just get good at it a lot of times though you know and it's it's the worst if you get someone <laughs> who's just a dead end who's just like one two word answers and I mean you know where you just burn through your prep and it's like yeah well, well if you you got to give me something yeah. And actually, it's funny. The ones who are seasoned, the ones who are like a John Travolta, who have achieved massive success, they know how to do it. Right. A lot of times, it's the up-and-comers that don't have any reason to act standoffish that are. Like, dude, you yeah. know, <laughs> play along. We're going to help you promote your damn thing, but you've got to make right. you got to give something to our audience. You know, I think I started to really respect you guys because I didn't respect you at all for a while. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I think I started because I started doing a podcast, and all comedians, when you start, when you're on the other end, and yeah. all of a sudden you're questioning. So I, I, I was, I'm a big UFC fan. Yeah, yeah. And I met a top UFC fighter, and we hit it off. His name is Corey Sanhagen. He's the number two bantamweight in the UFC, and we hit it off. And he, and he's like, let's do a podcast. So we started doing like a comedy. Pod, we're not doing it anymore because COVID came. But it was called Punchlines, and we would interview nice. one comedian and one and one uh, fighter. 
And uh, and it went great for a couple of weeks. And then we had, now I don't know if you guys know UFC, but there's a guy named Justin Gaethje, who's oh, yes. Yes. one of the top fighters, yeah. and I was a big fan. And we got him in to do a podcast with us. And 10 minutes into it, I was like, can we get another guest? Because <laughs> like, they're a big guest, but they don't have a lot to say. Right, and, right. You were, and then you start going, like, I've got no more questions. And there's literally a part of the podcast where I go like, so do you like movies? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's frustrating because we've had this happen a couple of we've times where you either you either ask a, like a question that has, you know, you were either fed or read wrong information or, you know, the, the question you ask is like out of date or whatever. And they're kind of a dick about it. And they're like, oh, you know, way to do your research. And it's like. Yeah, but we have done our research. Right. We have a little respect for what we're doing on this side of things because I could say to you. Well, what do you know about me? Because yeah. you did zero research coming yeah. in here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. One, somebody who just did that recently was Jeremy Piven. You know, you 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 had you had researched yeah. questions. Yeah. And and so, but come on, man, we're we're promoting your independent movie. Yeah. Give us give give, give a little bit of slack, and that's yeah. that's the relationship the way it should be. We've had people come on though, and like when they're, you know, when you have they're they're eating or or, <laughs> or like Queen Latifah was half asleep. It's like we're. Who in the company that you did this project for is thrilled by the fact that you're half asleep and eating while you're promoting this thing yeah, that yeah. they've invested money in? I mean, yeah. we legit, we, we interviewed Charisma Carpenter. This is years ago, yeah. right? What, which, what, what WB whatever. show yeah, was she yeah. on? Was like Charmed or she was something like that? her lips the whole time. She was literally eating watermelon <laughs> while we were talking to her. On, and we're like, oh, my God. And then Queen Latifah, listen, we love her. Yeah. But I would have mu- much rather her said, you know what? I just woke can't up. I'm so tired. Yeah. I can't do it. Rather than right. muddle through it, this terrible interview. Like you you're trying, yeah. Charlie Murphy, too? I asked him, I'm like, are you endorsing a gum company? <laughs> yeah. I actually just... My policy is I only eat uh, honeydew. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of the That's, international rule. Yeah. I mean, that, even on the Tonight Show, Carson, that was his rule: honeydew or nothing else. You know, I will say this though, and uh, I don't want to put down fellow performers, but as far as Queen Latifah, like, not to, I've I've driven sometimes 12 hours to a show because I had to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you just have to turn on immediately. Like, that's what we do as right. performers. So if you're too tired, then maybe you're just <laughs> miserable human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but we have her on the phone. Yeah. She's in her bed. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get any better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about being getting back to everything. How how has it been? Is, is it basically it's like been... a, like a spigot turned? Or you... God, it's so exciting. Well, it's given me a couple things. You know how you look back and you're like, no matter what good comes from things, the, the good that came is it made me realize how much I love stand-up comedy oh, because when I couldn't do it for all these months and then yeah. I got back on stage and I realized, and that's a pretty cool feeling, that like, oh my God, it had become kind of a script. Uh-huh. Like I was on stage just doing the act and all of a sudden when I had to rethink it, mm-hmm. it made it much more fun for me again good. and that was fun. There so. is no shortage of conversation topics coming out of the pandemic. I mean, there's just been so, so much, much to talk about over the last 15 up. months. Yeah. yeah, and so just as a result, it just naturally gives you material in conversation, let alone comedy. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask yeah. you then uh, concerning that because yes, it's something that I think is kind of interesting. Like... um if you look at shows and things that have been done during the pandemic, like nobody, they weren't wearing. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, it's honeydew. It's okay. <laughs> when you do it, it's fine because you're eating honeydew. No, uh, the, um, when, uh, like with people with, uh, you don't see people with masks. You don't see. So, in yeah. other words, if you, is the fear if you start to go into too much, like, I'm, I'm done. Let's move on from that. You know, in other words, hitting COVID stuff or anything. Is that. I've tried to stay away from talking about the COVID on stage. Right. Because. Right. I've always felt, and everybody has their different, you know, everybody has their different ways of doing things. I got in a fight with Nick DiPaolo 
it it was kind of a fun thing, but it was back when nine eleven happened. Right, right. And when nine eleven happened, we were doing some shows at the Comedy Cellar, maybe a week after nine eleven, and every comic who went on was talking about nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. And I just had this little thought in my head, and I was like, you know, I think people are coming to a comedy show because they kind of want to get away from what <laughs> I think just that's happened. That's legit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to do my act. Yeah. And I killed. I did great. And Nick was like, you have responsibility as a comedian. Anytime anyone tells you have responsibility to do anything, I was like, you have responsibility as a comedian to talk about stuff that just happened. And I was like, no, no you have responsibility to do what you want to do for yourself. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I felt. And so uh, with yeah. the COVID, I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to get back to talking about I have a new kid and what my sex life is like. Right. And eating honeydew on <laughs> yeah. radio shows. On major market shows. Yeah, it, it's wild because like you are... You're Mitch Fatel, and you're going to do Mitch Fatel stuff, right? Right. Like you're you're going to do, and so uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch Bo Burnham's latest special I on have Netflix. Not. Okay, so but there was like people started there was reactions to it, and people were saying that well, this isn't comedy, and it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, did people laugh? Well, then yeah, it, it absolutely. We're is. a weird time where people start going, this is what this is supposed to be, and this is what this is supposed to be. And here's it's- a guy who normally likes and like yourself. I like to create. I like to get up on stage. I like to perform right. in front of people. And that was just, it was ripped away from you and you weren't able to do it. And so yeah. this gentleman found an outlet for it. He wrote, directed, produced it, edited, and did it all by himself. And he right. released it. And, and it, it's brilliant stuff. And for people to have like yeah. any sort of like commentary or, or listen, I heard Ronnie Dangerfield like that. <laughs> he I, said he was, he said he's what, what, Mitch Vittel was supposed to be. Uh, but, That's what I expected when I came to see you. Let me ask you, bring up being a, d- a dad and everything. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what uh, what that's been like for you. Because you, you were absolutely ecstatic, as we obviously would yeah. assume you'd be. Yeah. How's it been? What what a, what a, the, God, being a dad has been the best and worst experience in my life. The first thing it's brought home to me is how little... You know your parents. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh, yes. Like, Explain. Absolutely. Because they come in, like I realize my son has come in, like on the books, half the books already been written. Yeah. So so he doesn't need to know my hit. Like I realize now I'm, I'm, he's three and a half years old now and I am disciplining him. And I realize now if he knew what I had done in my life, <laughs> he, you know, how my, he can't know who I really am. Right, right, right. right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd be like, wait. You can't you're, tell me what to you're do. You're telling me to do yeah. my homework. Aren't you the guy that urinated in your teacher's mug? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so I'm setting up this whole alternate reality um, uh, because uh, if my kid knew the stuff that we had done before he was born, he would never. Oh, my God, Mitch, you have to set up this whole fake past about you, complete with we, doctored I photos. have it already. We met in a Bible do camp, you? my <laughs> wife and I. Bible camp? Yeah. <laughs> I got it all ready to go. Yeah. You got to imagine, though, that's that's part of the deal, right? Like, like that's brilliant. I, I, if Stalin had kids, he'd be like, uh, I don't care what I did. You yeah. know, you, yeah. you, you listen to me. You well, know? As I say, not as I right, do. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> how we're supposed to discipline? We did, my wife and I did everything wrong <laughs> as a couple. We, we had sex on our first date. Yeah. We did... Enough Molly to kill a horse, or or just pet it for six hours and tell it how much we loved it. We kidnapped an old woman and kept her in our closet for a year. Fun stuff, but stuff you don't want your kid knowing. Sure, right. So, sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you then: Have you turned a corner in your life as far as how you are going to act? Yeah. No. 
No, okay. no, because I got to pay the bills. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's part of the bill pay. I got to pay the bills. He's got to understand that. But already, I it's kind of cool that he knows yeah. that I tell jokes. He's, he's adorable, by the way. We have a picture oh, of him up in the studio. Oh, oh, man. Man. oh my god! And, and that's that's a genuine Mitch smile right there. Yeah. So I had done a couple of things on our show prior to having children, and uh, I remember our boss coming in, who at that point had already had like grown children. Yes. Yeah. And he was kind of warning me against doing this uh, because uh, this stuff will live on. Yeah. And I was like, shut up. I Again, got to pay the bills, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, then I had kids, and they, their friends have the Internet as well. And I was like, oh, crap, man. <laughs> There's pictures and videos of me with, like, a dildo in my mouth. Yep. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. crap. And so I'm not necessarily... I have pictures of you with a dildo in your mouth. <laughs> I know. I'm not embarrassed about that for myself. I'm embarrassed for my children. I don't want that to be used... I never want that to be used against them as far as, like, you know, them being teased or anything Well, like is, yeah. is the line that you, 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 you do, and you have to be true to yourself, but you also don't want blackmail material against mm-hmm. them when they're in school. That's what I think I'm more worried about. Yeah. But, then, but then I realize, like... It's pretty cool to have a dad who's a stand-up comedian, so yeah. I think he'll, you know, I think one day he'll appreciate that, that he had a different kind of dad. Yep. Well, you so. know, it's funny, because Preston and these guys, because I, I don't have any kids, but, the, you know, and Kathy, it, the, the general consensus is they're not impressed. Like, your, your, your kids are not impressed by what you do. Oh, it no. becomes an eye roll thing, yeah. Right, like, like an eye roll thing. Son, yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God, so, yeah. So your Molly uh, story might get an eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it, like, my oldest, the uh, it's kind of turned a corner now, and now she's a little bit proud of it, and and it's kind of a cooler thing because she doesn't have to say, oh, my dad's on the road. People do that for her. They'll go, do you know who this is? Right, that and then, happen, yeah. yeah. and so yeah. they're going to do that for your son. I'm a little worried, though, because he just put up a poster, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> God, <laughs> scared that one day. <laughs> that just sucks. The one time, and he won't let it go, will he? I, I will tell you, <clears throat> uh, just as a swing back around, the, the Rodney Dangerfield story has a good ending in that Sometimes the best experiences are when you're not looking for them. And then the other time is my other other hero is Seinfeld. Uh. And I came off at the cellar and Seinfeld. This is the what I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. Seinfeld just looked at me and was good stuff. Oh. No yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I remember that. So that is. Sucks. And that, mean, that means the world. It has know? a happy ending. Yeah. Well, so you and Seinfeld, you guys don't curse on stage. No, I don't curse, as a matter of fact, and that's something that's, uh, oh, thank you so much for saying that. Did you say that to Jeremy Piven? Maybe he would have <laughs> no, been nicer yeah. to you. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny because you, uh, but it's not like... Uh, very important to me that I don't curse. Oh, he's filthy. You're he's filthy. just clean filthy. <laughs> my, my theory was, if I'm going to talk about that stuff, uh-huh. I have to do it creatively. I started learning that I, if you watch comedians today, and I'm not putting down my fellow performers, but if you watch them today, the F word is every three words at right. this point, and, and the S word or whatever. And I just thought one of the reasons people are coming to see stand-up comedy is we're supposed to be held to a higher standard that we're supposed to be usually using our words. Wordsmiths. And I think comedians bit. have gotten a little too... I'm maybe a little holier than now about that, but I said if I'm going to talk about sex and I'm going to talk about my sex life and stuff, that I want to hold myself to that if it needs the F word or any of those words, I'm not going to do it. That's interesting. So how much, and I watched a special on Seinfeld one time where he talked about, you know, how everything was so well-crafted, right? And, yes. and written down in advance yeah. and planned meticulously yes. over and over again. Yes. Is your approach the same? God, what a great question. And it's so funny you say that because... Do you remember that Bob Costas had a show many, yes. many years yeah. ago? Loved it. Later. It was Loved a great it. show. Great. Yeah. It, was yeah. a great it, was, show. it was the model for interviewers. God, yep. it was a beautiful show. Yep. And Seinfeld was on. And 
I had always thought the way you're supposed to write is go on stage and just talk, you know, right, whatever's right. on your mind. And and Bob Costas said, how do you write? And he said, I, uh, I get up every morning and I look at the paper for an hour and I just write thoughts out. And he said, and none of them are funny. And he said, then all of a sudden, if one out of if 10% of anything I write in that hour is something that could be something, then I consider myself lucky and I consider that 10%. Then I work on that 10%. And then if I could get 1% of that. So he said, basically, I get one joke. And I was like, that's how he does it. And I'm going to start doing that. And that's how I started writing. I've never altered from that. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That, that, that is a a great methodology. And we talked about, you asked, you know, about who we were nervous about coming in. Yes. For for me, you, I know that you do it. You'll, you'll take something and turn it slightly askew. That's what Norm Macdonald to me is. Yes. The the, the economy of language and just turning it slightly and it, you know, and, and, and it's almost like, no, I don't think Mitch Vaitel is the only one who could do Mitch Vaitel material. You know, you know what I'm saying? It imprints upon you because that is you. Yeah. And so, you know, and to me, that's sort of a safeguard as well. And I love words. I just love words. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so I, 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 maybe you guys will let me, uh, you'll be kind enough to let me do a call in in August because my new special is going to be coming out. Oh, nice. It's called Bad Girls. And it's, it's all that. It's all the word. It's the wordsmith yeah, that I yeah, like, yeah. and I think it's the best work I've ever. Ah, done. so uh, well, when it's released, I'd love to come out we'll and, absolutely you, do and that. I'd love for you guys to see it and tell me if I'm ever allowed in again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, We're gonna have Queen Latifah thing. <laughs> <laughs> Pass on Mitch Fatel. <laughs> Where where's the special gonna be on? Or do you know? Well. Yet? You're still shopping it around? Yeah, we're shopping it around, but it looks like we're going to probably independently release it now. A lot of my friends have done that, and it seems to work out well, and your fans come and see it, and it's going to be on the YouTube. Oh, my God, how old am I? (laughs) On the YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) And then you can look it up on the Google. Okay, (laughs) HTTP backslash... Oh uh, yeah, well, listen, that's uh, that's if you, also if you know it, it, you take ownership of it a little bit more. I mean, you, you see, the first person I I remember doing, um, you know, controlling their own special was um, God Louis C K did C. K. it and made a yeah. yeah, and it's great stuff. It is, and and so I always <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that we can do that now and give it right to our fans and yeah. stuff. So, and I also like you know I'm in a really sweet part of my mm. life where I'm like financially independent enough that I can go like you know something whoever likes me now likes me and will come to the shows and whoever yeah. doesn't doesn't and that's, that's a, good, a good place to be. Good feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Do it more because you love it. So you're just in town for tonight and that's it. Yeah, I'm doing tonight and then I'm going to Erie, Pennsylvania, at Keller's Magic Club. Um, and then I go on to Buffalo uh, on Sunday. So it's open. I'm just doing a little tour around here. You're doing it. It's Can, awesome. Do, do you have time for one fast story? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just about the worst thing that the pandemic has done is exactly what 9-11 did, which is it gave comedians the uh, – it took away our sense of humor. And right. what I mean by that is do you remember before 9-11, you could go on a plane and you could make a joke about, like, yeah. I got a bomb under my pants or whatever, <laughs> and everybody would laugh, and that was yeah. the Then all of a sudden 9-11 happened. You could never, ever right. joke about that again. So what what – things do is they take away our sarcasm which is what comedians do naturally it's what we do so we'll cut back to march of last year march 2020 i was working in point pleasant beach new jersey it was the height of everything was just yeah. starting to yeah. close down 
and we didn't know it was going to turn into this. I get on a plane. Now, I always take the first available flights home anywhere because I've been traveling for 30 years, and those are the flights that are least delayed. Right. I'm always wiped out because I don't go to bed the night before because my shows usually end about 1 o'clock in the morning. I go back to the hotel. I pack up. I get to my 6 a.m. flight, and I just sit in the airport and get home and nap all day. So I look like a wreck. So it's March 2020. I get on the plane. There's no one else on the plane. An old guy gets on and looks at me and goes, you don't look so good. So, of course, I go, oh, no. yeah, it's that COVID going around. Oh. Not, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah, at yeah. that time. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a natural response of a comedian when you go, you don't look so good. I'm going to go like, I feel fine, sir. All right. <laughs> I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> Next thing I know, the pilot's coming back oh, no. to my seat. Oh, no. Two flight attendants oh, come no. back. They go, uh, we heard you have COVID. I was like, I swear to God it was a joke. I'm exhausted. <laughs> they take off. I land. My wife calls me and says, United's been calling me nonstop saying, does your husband have COVID? <laughs> The next week, I was supposed to be in St. Louis, and I actually said to my wife, I have to cancel the show because I may be on some sort of list now yeah, right, for, no ma- list. for making a joke yeah. about. Oh yeah, and, uh, and then the weirdest thing is, is before I could even cancel that, St. Louis called and said, we're canceling our shows, and that's headed all right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's what, that so place. your sense of humor, you have to start to watch your sense. But although I think it's starting to, yeah. you could joke a little bit about this now. I think so, yeah. And, that's and, and, and you're leading the charge. It's great to have you back in town, man. Yeah, Thanks. definitely. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, tonight Mitch is going to be at Helium. It's uh, an 8 o'clock show. Don't miss him. Heliumcomedy.com. And then uh, we'll talk to you when that special's coming out. No right? cursing. No, 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 no cursing in lot, my show. Lots of dirtiness, though. Br- bring right. your honeydew. Uh, Mitch Fatel. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This felt good. Thanks for having me in. Good to have you back. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. All right, here we go with the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Educational Data Systems. Match your skills, apply to thousands of job listings at PA Career Link Chesco. Dot org. All right, so I have a couple of heavy stories I'm going to begin with, and they both involve face masks, but I want to get these. They're just messed up. A supermarket cashier shot and killed in Decatur, Georgia, after an argument over wearing a face mask in the store. Uh, DeKalb County Sheriff Melody Maddox said that there was some confrontation, argument, and they said, I'm not sure exactly what, in reference to the wearing of masks, at which time the sub- subject pulled out a weapon and shot the cashier from what I, another story I read said they went out to their car yeah got the retrieved gun. the gun yeah. and came back in and shot and killed the cashier the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said preliminary information indicates that the customer identified as 30 year old Victor Lee Tucker jr got into an argument with the cashier and left the store without making his purchase but he then immediately yeah went back inside fatally shot the female cashier. Uh, a reserve deputy who worked at the security for the store ended up exchanging gunfire with this guy. They were both wounded, and a second cashier was grazed by a bullet. Uh, Tucker was arrested as he tried to crawl out of the supermarket. And then a man in Iowa last Wednesday was sentenced to 10 years in prison for assaulting a man over a face mask dispute. That took place back in November. Sh- uh, Shane Wayne Michael was convicted by a jury last month 
of willfully in injury causing serious injury. Uh, the fight between Michael and another man identified as Mark Denning reportedly occurred after Denning requested that Michael wear his mask properly as his nose was exposed. The two got into an argument, which then escalated into a physical altercation. According to Denning's account, Michael cornered him, dropped him to the ground. Michael then allegedly attacked Denning's eyes and genitals and coughed and spat in his face. Uh, Michael had said, if I have it, you have it. Uh, Denning admitted to biting Michael out of self-defense. In Michael's version of the story, Denning allegedly shoulder-checked Michael and jabbed him to his stomach, at which point Michael tackled him into the ground. Michael claimed that Denning then bit his arm, at which point Michael retaliated by jabbing his finger into Denning's eyes. But three witnesses on the scene told police that Michael was the one who escalated the fight. So uh, he was convicted and is going to jail for 10 years. Wow. Man. Much lighter story. A Chicago bus driver looking for a way to relieve stress during the pandemic jumped into Lake Michigan for the 365th Street Day on Saturday. Dan O'Connor said he started jumping into the lake at Montrose Harbor on the city's north side last year to relieve stress. I could jump off the high dive. (laughs) He said it was during the pandemic. It was during the protest. It was during an election year. So it was somewhere where I could come down here and block all that noise out and kind of be totally present with me in the lake and finding some moments of zen. He continued jumping into the lake through the fall before the hard part, which was hacking a hole into the ice on the frozen lake that was big enough for him to jump through during the winter. And he's a big guy, by the way. Uh, He's carrying a lot of insulation. uh, When he got home after one such jump, he found about 20 scrapes and cuts on his body. He was encouraged by the response that he got for his undertaking. He said, people started asking me what this was benefiting and how they could support. And when I say to people, I'm talking to uh, I'm talking to strangers online. You know, he said, when I started posting the videos on Twitter and Instagram, I got more wind in my sails there because people started commenting like this makes my day. It's so nice to see this. So even through the winter, he jumped into the lake. Give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, no kidding. I'm sure it's cold in the summer, yeah. man. He probably just has recently been able to refine his penis. Casey, you'll love this. Yeah. A party of sport fishermen off the coast of Seaside Heights Pier, New Jersey, caught and released a great white shark on Sunday. Why did they release it? Why did they not just shoot it in the head? It was too small. Uh, The boat, Real Innovation Sport Fishing, which docks in Harvey Cedars, was about a mile off the coast when the catch occurred. The shop was first to report the catch of one of the ocean's apex predators. The captain of the boat, Jeff Warford, uh, said that they were fishing for thresher sharks, a legal game shark pursued by fishermen for its meat and fighting ability, when the white shark was hooked by accident. Uh, They were in 50 feet of water. Uh, Typically, the only shark that you would catch this time of year in this close would be a thresher shark. Uh, they're following the the bunker schools on shore in shore. He said they're they're amazing. And uh, Casey, you may not realize this, but uh, they purr when you pet them. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. How do you get the hook out of that mouth? So, uh. the white shark was a juvenile, which measured about seven feet. Once hooked, it uh, charged the boat and took about twenty minutes for the fisherman to get to the side of the boat where it was quickly released. You're supposed to slather raw chicken on your arm and then stick it into the shark's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sometime, right. yeah. Uh, a neighbor reportedly set fire to Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Luke Dwayne Olson is accused of burning down the 20-foot-tall statue of the green character that towered over the corner of South Main and West Mill Street in Janesville. 
I don't know where Janesville is. I think it's down in the south somewhere. Isn't that the home of the 20-foot Frankenstein? Olson was charged with felony counts of arson and damaged property. Police officers found the statue engulfed in flames around 2 a.m. Saturday. Only the metal frame remained after firefighters extinguished the flames. Uh, the arsonist was caught on surveillance cameras. Investigators reviewed footage and saw a man with a gas can approach the statue. The man lit the fire, but then it went out as he walked away. The man came back a few minutes later and lit a second fire, and that destroyed the statue. So what was this, like a town thing that it was known for? Or? I think so. All right. Well, so uh, it was privately owned, and I think this was a neighbor who just didn't like seeing Frankenstein there. <laughs> Investigators suspected Olson, who has an appearance similar to the man in the video and lives in the area. Olson's wallet was also found on the ground in the area. Uh, he denied starting the fire. I didn't do it. But here's the story. Frankenstein's monster came to Janesville in 2012. He stood near the old train locomotive and a few other items displayed by the Bornicke family. Mark Bornicke bought the monster from an auction, his wife Vicky had said. The fiberglass and steel monster originally was a Vulcan on display at the 1988 Winter Carnival. Yeah, I could see it as a Vulcan. His torso was elongated by four feet. His arms were repositioned when he was remade into Frankenstein's monster. I think it's kind of cute, but the, they, they just couldn't tolerate it. They burned it down. Yep, he's Just like at, Frankenstein himself. And he stood at two Halloween attractions in the Twin Cities before he came to Janesville. Mm. Had an estimated value of $14,000. So Now they can turn it into a Khloe Kardashian. Guy is uh, facing arson charges. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we got to get a winner for the secret text word. And I'm going to take call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to know what the word is, call now. 18th caller you get to take a shot at winning the $50 Bonefish Grill. Give card. We'll grab a random texture as well. We'll get the winner for that when we return, as well as another thing to give away with our lesson question. And we'll do trash and music news, too. We'll be back in a minute. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see. We were looking for our secret text word winner. We're looking for caller number 18. We got him. Let's see if they can win. I'm going to go to Deb. Hey there, Deb. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. Listen, I need to know the secret text word. Do you know it? Delicious. Yes. Delicious. That is correct, Deb. And, of course, it's going to be delicious for you because we have a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Discover Bonefish Grill's newest shrimp rangoon salmon featuring wood-grilled salmon with a creamy shrimp rangoon topping or seasonal Key West tuna and pineapple glazed shrimp paired with a refreshing watermelon martini. Visit bonefishgrill.com. And we had a random texture that we got a winner that we uh, a name that we grabbed as well. It's Donna Fedazowitz. There you go. Yeah, uh, Fedorowitz. Fedorowitz from Philadelphia. Donna Fedorowitz. That's an R. Okay, thank you. Uh, congratulations. You get the same thing, and we'll set you up that fifty dollars Bonefish Grill gift card. We have more things to give away. We're going to do something else now via. The lesson question, see if you've been paying attention today. We have a $50 Rita's gift card to give away. If you can tell me, what is the name of the song? Collaboration between Gene Simmons of Kiss and the band Kansas. 
Let's see if you know that. 215-263-WMMR. What is the name of the song? Collaboration between Gene Simmons of Kiss and the band Kansas. Uh, we got to that around the 8 o'clock, early in the 8 o'clock hour. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. We'll do this while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia Outback has any and everything that you can imagine to make your deck or any outside space a source of comfort and pride. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Caitlyn Jenner accusing Jimmy Kimmel of being transphobic after he suggested that she was just Donald Trump in a wig. Of course, the situation did raise the long-standing question whether or not Donald Trump is actually Donald Trump in a wig. Oh, right? my God. Even though he's currently serving time, Joe Exotic has partnered with Tango Hotel Charlie, or THC Group, to sell Joe Exotic Cannabis. THC says Joe Exotic Cannabis will allow you to draw more smoke in because it's made for people without teeth. (laughs) Wow. Finally, Scott Disick is no longer dating a teenager now that his girlfriend, Amelia Hamlin, just turned 20. Disick says he's already noticed a maturity in Amelia and says she no longer has him check the closet for monsters. <laughs> All righty, let's see if we can uh, get an answer for today's lesson question. What is the name of the song? Collaboration between Gene Simmons of Kiss and the band Kansas. And we will go to Kathleen and see if she knows. Hey, Kathleen. Hi. All right, Kathleen, what is the song? Collaboration between Gene Simmons and Kansas. Dusting the Wings. Yes. <laughs> Hang on. Dusting the wings. You are correct, and we are going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card. You can try the new and refreshing Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Perfect in both the Shimmering Mermaid and Yummy Gummy Shark Gelati. And it's available for a limited time only at Rita's Splish Splash Yum. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Rip ass. All right, brought to you this morning <laughs> by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and recycling to Armor Metals Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at armormetalsrecycling.com. We'll start with uh, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd fame. Uh, won't take Zuckerberg's money. At a pro Julian Assange press conference, the Pink Floyd bass guitar shared that he had recently declined money from Facebook to use. Uh, the band's 1979 song, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, in an ad for Instagram. Waters shared the request uh, from Facebook for the rights to a song during the conference captured by Mexico's Le Jordana newspaper. And we have an audio clip. We do. Do we have a clip? We do. We uh, should. No, oh, I mean, of Roger Waters? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on its way over. Okay. We, we, have, the, we have the Hall Alone scream if you want that. Yeah, that'll do too. There you go. We also have this as well. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's Gino Vanelli's birthday. Yeah. So there you go. So that's why Casey's playing that. Uh, anyhow, so Waters had uh, read this letter out loud. It was uh, pretty lengthy, and he uh, went into some details, some very graphic details about why he does not want to be involved in it this. It sounds as if he's not going to strike a deal with Zuckerberg. All right. Here is a portion of it. Here we go. It's a missive. From Mark Zuckerberg to me, right, arrived this morning with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money. And the answer is, f*** 
you. No f***ing way. And I, I only mention that because this is an, an insidious... It's the insidious movement of them to take over absolutely everything, you know. So those of us who do have any power, and I do have a little bit, uh, in terms of the control of the publishing of my songs, I do anyway. So I will not be a party to this bullshit. <laughs> <Zuckerberg. laughs> uh, I'm curious because the song Another Brick in the Wall is not a pleasant... Hey, you can be just another brick in the wall. Right. Like, what would you? What would be the marketing of that? Well, maybe they didn't want to use the um, uh, the lyrics for right, it. Maybe right. just the, the the music. Music. You know. Okay. Um, I, I don't know which. It's you know, it's an infectious uh, <laughs> melody, and, and yeah. people know it. But yeah, I know what you mean, Steve. The symbolism there wouldn't quite fit. Right. Uh, where you want to stand out as opposed to being yet yeah. yeah, just something that's you know part it's of like, the norm. Mother, do you think you want a taco? Uh, Waters continued his criticizing of the tech CEO and called him a prick. <laughs> he said he's one of the most powerful idiots in the world. Uh, so, uh, Facebook your friends talk like that. Spokesperson confirmed that Instagram's marketing team expressed interest in using the track. The spokesperson also said that, uh, Facebook respects Waters' decision to not work with the company. Uh, Nick, can you pull up the, um, story about, uh, Courtney, Courtney Love? Yeah. Because I didn't have that. <laughs> Here with me, and I do want to mention that because um, she we had uh, reported a uh, an Instagram post that she had really gone off on Dave Grohl, and it's like a nine page diatribe on all these people that she was just railing on. Yeah, Trent Reznor was the other one, but she has retracted and apologized for her comments made about them in a statement shared via her Instagram stories and screenshots by Loudwire. Love wrote, "I need to apologize for my recent post." It was insensitive, and it was wrong. No matter how I feel, there are real people behind my words, and I need to learn to be more responsible with my words. I am truly sorry for those who I've hurt. I will do better. And yet, did you see the P.S.? No. Kathy Lee Gifford is a scumbag. Oh, yeah. That's out Why of would she even write that? Uh, so she has just completely flipped it around, and she hasn't even explained why yeah. uh, she made those statements in the first place. But I can guess why. Somebody might have been in an altered state. That's I hate to say my that. Guess too, man. So uh, not really sure, but can't, no can't say for certain. But yep. hmm. uh, Pearl Jam bassist Jeff Ament has announced his fourth solo album. Uh, the collection billed as Ament or Ament, depending on how you pronounce it. How do you say it? Uh, Eddie says Ament, but he says Jeff says Ament. And it's titled, I Should Be Outside. It will be released on August 10th and follows his 2020 EP, American Death Squad. And death is spelled D-E-T-H. So we'll play on that word, I guess, unless this is a typo here. I don't know. Could, he be, could be a typo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he recently um, joined Instagram as well, Jeff. He, he's not been on social media ever, I don't think. And oh. so he's... Uh, his official amen is the uh, name of the Instagram account. When did, he, when did he join? He's only got 3,500 followers. Yeah, last week, I think. Just just a few okay. days ago, yeah. Okay. You've and got more than that, Preston. I've got way more than that. a member of Pearl Jam. I've got more than 10 times that. How about that? Um, what uh, it, We're looking at his account. It's all artwork. Is that art that he creates? Yeah, he's a, he's a really interesting guy. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he'll get up every morning. He goes and he paints. He writes. And then he goes outside and... Uh, I've met him a few times, uh, mostly through Matt Cord, because Matt's developed a friendship with Jeff over the years, and um, I like him very much. He, he's a really interesting, introspective person, and uh, does a lot for the environment, which is mm -hmm. cool. And he, he builds 
tons of skate parks. So he gets these kids outside that great. normally wouldn't be able to, and he he builds them, he funds them, the whole the whole nine. Do we all we all get up and paint before we come in here? Right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I was about yeah. to say yeah. I yeah. take a dump, yeah. you know, or something like that. Uh, you're but... painting, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Por- I guess so. Por- Porcelain <laughs> art. You are creating. It's yeah. art. That's yeah. for sure. But more sculpture. <laughs> Yeah, um, an what holder. medium do you work in? <laughs> I work in Feces. organic. <laughs> Organics. Yeah. Uh, so the album is called I Should Be Outside. It will be out on August uh, 10th and follows the 2020 EP, like I said, American Death Squad. Um, this is interesting. There's a sad note to this, but um, Rush is Alex, not Russia, the country. Rush, right. the band Rush. Right. Alex Lifeson has unveiled two new instrumental solo tracks titled Kabul Blues and Spy House as a tie-in for the new Alex Lifeson Epiphone Les Paul Standard Access Guitar. Uh, backing him on the tracks, bassist Andy Curran and drummer David Quentin Steinberg. Now, these songs mark Lifeson's first new music since 2012, the release of Rush and their album uh, Clockwork Angels. Are you going to check it out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I will definitely uh, take a listen to that. So that's that's a big deal. He hasn't done anything the last Rush album was in 2012, and and this is kind of cool. Now, do you think you think uh, will will uh, Getty and uh, Alex do something? I believe like so. A, like a modern day Seals and Croft. Uh, no, I, I believe they'll they'll do something that won't be Rush. But I, okay. I, I see these two guys creating music together again sometime. But I, what form that takes, I have no idea. And the sad news: uh, the father of Neil Peart passed away. His name is mm. Glenn Peart. Uh, he died on June 12th. Uh, he was a retired president of Dalziel Equipment in St. Catharines, Ontario. So Neil grew up. His dad uh, had a farm equipment trade. Right. And um, Neil worked there. And he, uh, you know, then, then he tried doing the music thing. He went off. He moved to London for a while, lived there for, I don't know, a year or two. And then he came back and, and he was disillusioned with the music industry and was about ready to hang it up. And he was going to be a farm equipment salesman working for his dad. He got along with his dad well? Very well. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, when Alex and Getty came along, because they had heard about Neil and what a great talent he was, and they, they said, yeah, we'd, we'd like you to join us. He went to his dad, and his dad, rather than saying, look, you tried this and everything, yeah. he said, go do it. He's like, you'll always have a job back here. No uh. matter what happens, you can always come back here to the farm equipment trade. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing. How old was he? Um, I don't know. He had to have been up there. He had to have been because Neil was uh, in his late sixties, I think, or mid sixties at least. So his dad had to have been pushed ninety at least. I would imagine, yeah, yeah. or maybe even more. Uh, so sad news there. And uh, that's all we have in music news for you. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, letter of the day, word of the week, prize, and so on. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Join Brent Porsche Friday from noon to 3 at the Verizon store at 5700 Route 42 in Turnersville, New Jersey. Buy a select smartphone from Verizon and get up to $1,000 toward a second smartphone for the dad in your life. Additional terms apply. See store for details. Beautiful day today. Uh, we're going up to about 79 degrees. Ample sunshine. It's, it's, it was so wonderful yesterday, Preston, with the light breeze and everything. Yeah. Same thing today. I was able to tend my rutabaga garden. Oh, wonderful. They're just starting to bud right oh, now, aren't they? They yeah. make that audible bud mm. sound, that popping sound the rutabagas do. I got uh, some tomatoes yesterday. Already. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, from the tomato garden. I don't have any rutabagas, though. <laughs> my son's growing some beans. <laughs> yeah? Well, which nine. is pretty cool. Oh, green green beans, beans, yeah. They're yeah. called greasy beans. Yeah, That's man. what my dad calls them. So. We got those in the fridge, too. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Or, or, agrarian. Live in the agrarian. Live in La, La Vida Agrarian. I'll bring in a <laughs> lot of spinach a little bit later this year. 
here because we're going to have far too much. All right. Yeah, we have kale and all kinds of herbs and yeah. blueberries. Ooh. So, yeah. I like a blueberry. Turns out. Uh, so, <laughs> it's going to be warm and sunny uh, the rest of the week. Which you like raisins. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, we've heard you like raisins. Do you, uh, if you if you dry out a blueberry, does it become something like a, a grape? It becomes liver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know wow. that. There is, see, that's why I listen to the show. You learn things. You learn stuff. An incredible metamorphosis takes place. It's, wow. it's so liver. rare in nature. Is, it's almost wow. like the Venus flytrap. No one knows incredible. how it works. Yeah. Liver. That part of the endocrine system? I guess so, yeah. 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 If, if you get off the blue route, you get on the endocrine. <laughs> right. I want to thank Jim Jackson for All being right. on the show. Yay. JJ has his broadcast coaching camps that are going on, and we got a link to it at PrestonandSteve.com. He's great, and you can learn from the best. Also, thank you to Mitch Fatel. Mitch, great to see Mitch. Yeah, Mitch is excellent, and he's at Helium Comedy Club. Two night, one show, 8 p.m., HeliumComedy.com. Uh, to get those tickets, so go see him if you will. Pierre is back in today. Good morning, sir. Good day. It's lovely out. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. You, I know you're a big fan of this guy. A little bit of breeze, not too much humidity. Yes, sun, the yes. whole thing. Everything is alive and living and liver blueberries. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a great day to eat liver. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you now know. you're quoting Jackie Gleason. I, I am. I am. And it's important to do that. Um, yeah. So liver it up and get outside and enjoy the day. Liver la vida loco. There you go. Ricky Martin, we could learn so much. Yeah, I love Some it. days you just have it. You got it, man. All right, do you have the letter? I have it. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. B as in Billy Bob. All right. B as in Billy Bob. All right. So we have a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery in Downingtown. Or the all-new Runic Tattoos in Newtown Square. And for tattoo ideas, you can visit BobDodgeTattoos.com. And we will... There you go. Liver La Vida Loca. Liver La Vida Loca. <laughs> Lots of bacon on it. Liver La Vida Loco. Um, so what's up on the show today, man? We will have more of the uh, heart goodies in terms of Nancy Wilson, a stream code for her live performance with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra coming in July, her solo album, You and Me, and also workforce blocks of Nirvana and Eagles and Deftones. All here on MMR. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme. Everything you need uh, to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also, Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and Temple University's Fox School of Business. You can apply by June 30th for your master's. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to have comedian uh, Brent uh, Tarun will be here. Huh. Uh, and we also have... or. I don't know how we're talking to him. Is it a Zoom? Or? That's a Zoom. Right, Zoom. And then we have, oh, uh, Joe Holden of CBS3. He's an anchor. He's a reporter as well and has a cool series uh, about uh, high-profile mysterious cases yeah. and stuff. So he's, he's a good dude. He's a big yeah. fan of the show. Oh, excellent. Yes. So we'll talk to uh, Joe tomorrow as well. Uh, that is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower, built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more.